co-host slash ho- I'm your co-host slash co-host Dan Oliveira. <laughs> Jesus, am I am I a hick? Can you get like, like let's, let's, let's start that from scratch again? Like let's do this. Okay. Speaking of movies, uh, mature rated. I saw Hubble with a shotgun last night, and it was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Welcome to episode 25 of PlayStation Drill. Uh, I'm Don Oliveira, and with me today I have Rob Zwetslut. Or hi, how you? How's it going, Don? Uh, pretty good. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm. I'm all right. I'm tired. I'm ill, so I apologize if I'm quiet during the podcast. That's okay. Uh, you're about to get your weekend on because today is it's Friday, July 13th. Oh yes, it's J- July. It's Friday, 13th. Friday, yeah. July yes. 13th. We recorded this the day we posted it. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. That's what exactly what happened. So, um, yeah. we were just talking. Yeah, we, we were talking about <laughs> uh, the awesome news that happened on Friday, today, the 13th of July, when um, Poseidon, <laughs> I just got... of the ocean, rose and shook the hand of President Obama of the United States, and then went back into the ocean. That was pretty cool. That YouTube actually happened. That. I can't believe. I think I was in shock. But anyway, uh, I just got an email from Tim. Uh, yes. Quote, I just got home from a terrible shift at work, and I have to go back in an hour or so. I'm really not in a presenting mood, plus I haven't eaten in 15 hours. So, um... Timicon, he disappoints us. Timicon? <laughs> yeah, he is disappointing. But anyway, let's get into it. Uh, Rob, have you ever heard of a website called uh, PlayStation Universe? Um, I hear it's a fantastic universe, you can get to them on PSU.com. That's, that was actually great, but yeah, uh, you used to work for us. Uh, yeah, I used to work there. Um, I worked on an awful, like, five fucking years, a long fucking time. Uh, and then I got a job in a magazine, and I write about very boring computers with running Linux. Yeah. Like the Raspberry Pi, yeah. What about Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park, uh, I gave that 9 or 9.5 out of 10 on PSU.com, um, which was probably one of the highest scores. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the story to it, and um, uh, I didn't find the controls that terrible. <laughs> it's funny that you're uh, going to that, because uh, I wasn't talking about Jurassic Park, the game, at all. <laughs> that was just okay. extremely random. No, but I mean, it's a good segue, because you've been loving the new Walking Dead series, which uh, everyone else actually <clears> been probably <throat> anyway, so... Wait, what do you mean? Well, I mean, every, uh, everyone's been saying, oh, you know, uh, Jurassic Park was the wrong one, the bad one, and they fixed it all for Walking Dead, which is now good, and yeah, and it's like, well, I kind of like Jurassic Park to begin with, so, yeah. So, guys, uh, if you're a fan of Derailed, you know that there hasn't been an episode in about, like, two or three weeks. We've just totally fell off the planet. Uh, but in reality, we've all been super busy with stuff, and we've been promising episodes. We're finally doing one, uh, so sorry, but uh, we've got a good show planned for you. We're going to cover some... Big PlayStation news that we haven't really talked too much about. Rob! Hello! Uh, Seth Killian. Yeah, he uh, left Capcom. So one day he just posts on the PlayStation blog, and the blog, uh, sorry, the uh, the blog post was something like, a message from Sony Santa Monica's newest employee or whatever. And yeah. you'd have to click on it to see who wrote it, and you see that it's posted by Seth Killian. <clears throat> Double slash... Game, uh, title, quote, lead game designer. Uh, and then in it, he announced that he has left Capcom, and now he's overseeing a few studios at Sony. 
Santa yep. Monica at least. So he's he's mainly working right now on uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. You know, bringing that yeah. fighting game background with him. Dude, um, isn't that fucking crazy? But yeah, it's crazy. Cool. It's crazy awesome. However, I'm not like super happy about it. Like I, 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 right. I, I, we need this guy at Capcom. I don't understand. Like he, what happened there? Okay. Um. Hmm, good question. I I also feel that perhaps Capcom has just about run dry its current run of of fighting games. So. I guess Dark Souls is next, whether it's been announced or not, but it's next. Um, and I, it's probably not going to have Seth Killian m- managing the US right. community. I mean, uh, Brett Alston, uh, ex-Games Radar editor, will you know, do a good job, but I don't think he'll be as good as Seth mm. Now, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, wasn't Seth maybe one of the only publicly admired or maybe pub- publicly praised employees of Capcom? I mean... Who else well, really... After KG Nifune left, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about who, whoever's left. Like, who's left now at Capcom that people are like, I like that guy? Um, no one. I mean, as I, I know Brett Elston because I listen to Talk Radar and I read Games Radar. That's the only reason I know him. I don't think he's going to fill the spot of Seth Killian straight away. He isn't the face of Capcom the way Seth Killian was. So what does he do exactly, Brett Elston? He's the same community manager as um, Seth, Seth Killian. I think he's taken up some of the responsibilities of Seth now he's left. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, just to clarify. Seth, Seth has been like, I mean, Seth oversaw a lot of the development for Street Fighter Four and Marvel vs. Capcom Three, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, at least he was, he, you know, because obviously he's got such a big background, he has to kind of look after that stuff mm-hmm. and kind of promote it and what have you. So yeah, I mean, he didn't do much of the development on it, I guess, but who knows how much info he had? Mm. Okay, well. Um uh vita hasn't received this firmware update yet but one firmware update 1.8 promises uh ps1 classics as announced at e3 by sony um so yeah look forward to vita update 1.8 where you can then download final fantasy 7 Metal Gear solid resident evil 2 resident evil 3 parasite eve um I, I just had a bit of a coughing fit there sorry um it's okay i, I wanted to um <laughs> make make a note about how <laughs> What's the name of the studio that's making um, also Battle Royale again? Uh, Superbot Entertainment. That's the one. Um, so Sony went the extra mile of trying to emulate the development of Smash Brothers by creating like a quote-unquote independent studio within Sony 2. And did the same with Project Sora or Sora Unlimited, whatever it's called. But oh, now... The Kingdom Hearts games. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Kingdom Hearts, sure, whatever. Um, I get Icarus. Um, but they... Um, <laughs> don't smoke kids yeah or get fucking coals in english winter uh in like a it's july here in in bournemouth the uh, seaside town and it's raining every fucking day um and uh <laughs> you sound like an old man. sorry yeah yeah it's I do. july and it's fucking raining every day right? yeah <clears throat> um and you know smash brothers has been announced to be doing at namco with the namco fighting team and it was announced today that project sora has been dissolved Hmm. So, you know, Val <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Raoul is going a, a more true Smash Brothers route for development than the next fucking Smash Brothers. So, there you go. That's what I wanted to say. We've got another uh, big piece of news here. Um, so, Sony. Sony and Guy Kai sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. No? No. No? Guy Kai? Oh well, <coughs> yeah, Gaikai. Sure. Sony bought Gaikai, um, yeah. and you know, 
no plans have been unveiled as to what they, they, they're going to be doing with the company. Um, but we may or may not see something soon. <clears throat> if not, I guarantee uh-huh. you something big is in, in the works because they paid $300 million, uh, for Gaikai, yeah. which is pretty penny. Yeah. And Sony's not exactly in the best financial situation right now. So they... uh, Their game division isn't, isn't it? <clears throat> right, right. But well, I think I heard someone say that, oh, you know, might be a good, good way of like streaming demos to this console without people having to buy the game or what have you, which is a good idea, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, Gaikai, um, can you, let's speculate, like, what are some ways that Gaikai can well, make... The most popular way is that Sony and Go can have an extra digital way of, you know, streaming your games rather than just getting a physical copy for the next PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Which would be uh, interesting. I mean, <clears throat> they, I don't think they, would, they could go one or the other. Sorry, I don't think they'd be able to go full streaming. I think they would have to go streaming in discs because the infrastructure in the world isn't ready for that. However, it, Sony's a big company. They might, this might be their 10-year plan for the PS5 or what have you. So, you know. Um. Let's, um... Are you ready for speculation? Uh, option A. Sony's all like, hey, yo, PlayStation Plus. Um, <laughs> why? Why when I'm when I'm quoting somebody or like giving a company a voice? Why do I always give them a rapper accent? <laughs> I don't know why. It just comes out. Sorry, but uh, hey, Sony yo, has his sizzle. <laughs> what if Sony comes out and says PlayStation Plus is now totally revamped and uh, you get the game streamed to you? I don't know. That's retarded. But um, how about uh, PS1 and PS2 classics? Um, are streamed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't see the benefit of them streaming PS1 and PS2 classics. Coming to the Vita? I don't know, man. I don't, how does that even work? I mean, of course, they've, you've already got the remote play features anyway, so um, maybe you, they would be able to do it for the consoles, for the handhelds, but then the very limited amount of data bandwidth they give you for the Vita, it's like, you know, pay as you go for two gigabytes. It's like, well, you would not be able to stream even like Final Fantasy VII for, you know, two gigabytes a month or what have you. See, like, I don't understand right now what Sony would do with it because um, let's say we're talking about streaming new games. So Sony picks up Gaikai uh, in order to, you know, uh, stream for the current consoles, I'm saying. So, like, what are you going to do? Maybe you could say that, hey, it'll fix the Vita's memory card issues. You know, nobody wants to buy a $100 uh, Vita memory card. The 32 gig is too expensive, whatever. So you could just stream stuff to it. But, like, how is that going to work? You're going to have to stay in a Wi-Fi spot and... Yeah, like uh, so, four G on the on the Vita unless they make us a, a Vita two in like, <laughs> exactly. like one year with four G, which would be ridiculous. Um, and then like, what's really the point of having games streamed to your PlayStation? I mean, I, I guess that could, that could be cool. Uh, that could be cool. I mean, th- th- yeah, there are it, it, there are reasons. It works but for the on live system, I've got one of those on live boxes, and you get yeah. 1080p out of it. You could, you know, the, the PS3 cannot put 1080p video. You could. Render, you know, feasibly, feasibly render the games on the PS3 in 1080p and get your next-gen graphics without getting a next-gen console. But if I was to wager, I'd say... If I was to wager a bet, I'd say this Gaikai purchase has a lot to do with what they're planning for the next run of consoles. And oh, this, definitely. Is, this is for the future, and this isn't something they're going to implement right now. We might not even see anything on it in two or three years. Maybe maybe eight, two years. Five years. Sony is a huge company. This yeah. Be in the works for a long time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then... It's in the pipeline, you know. Also, be part of that future stream music streaming services, not the yeah, game stream. Exactly, you know, it could be anything. It's just that 
they dropped 300 mil on Gaikai, so something big should be coming of it. Um, Hopefully. So anyway, Rob, give me one last idea. What could this Gaikai-Sony marriage mean? Mm, that Gaikai, it will stop being called the Sony PlayStation, it will be the Gaikai Play thing. Dot com. Dot com. Dot net. <laughs> Remember the game.com from Tiger Handheld? The game.com? Yeah, it was like, um, you know, like the old, the old kind of um, LCD game, like the game watches, like with the um, black and white LCD screens, like made by Tiger Electronics. They made a, a games console called the game.com. It was fucking awful. Hmm. Yeah. So about Gaikai, I just wanted to chime in. You know Michael Pactor. He's not always extremely right. He's sometimes outspoken, but sometimes he knows what he's talking about. And uh, he, it's his job to know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So in uh, reference to Sony buying Gaikai, he says that uh, they bought Gaikai to sell more TVs. Quote: I think that this is more related to Sony's integrated strategy and ties into their hopes of selling more televisions. I know yep. that Gaikai was purchased by Sony, uh, but essentially they provide a solution to play games without a console. So they make a lot of sense. Uh, if built into Sony TVs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've got that PlayStation Suite stuff, which works on Android phones. I think they've changed the name of that now. But mm-hmm. feasibly, um, they wouldn't need that much powerful of guts inside a TV. There you go. On a TV. And um, even if you didn't, you'd have a stream to your, t- to your smart TV and your next Sony 3D 4K smart TV. So, yeah. yeah. This is our best uh, bet at actually figuring out what Sony wants to do with Gaikai. Uh, they they announced that they wanted to bring the PlayStation Suite, or PlayStation Mobile, as it's called now, to uh, Android phones in a big way. What if, what if you can just bring out your, your I don't know, your Galaxy Note. You pop out your <laughs> Galaxy Note and play The Last of Us on it. Because <clears throat> it's just being streamed to it. Okay. Fuck yeah. I mean, that would be... I can't remember the resolution of the Galaxy Note, but it's higher than QHD. So, yeah. All right, forget about uh, Galaxy Note. On your Vita, what if Sony brings PlayStation 3 games to the Vita? They're already trying to do that, aren't they? Yeah, but like in a more official way. Like, I mean, every single PlayStation 3 game, for example, like The Last of Us, Day and Date, it comes out and you can just stream it to your Vita. Sure. Um, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it would sort of then be like the Wii U handheld. Here's the problem with that. Yeah, with the Wii U handheld, that'd be cool. But here's the problem with that is that, um, I mean, you'd always have to be at a Wi-Fi spot. I don't know about you, Rob, but when I'm playing my handheld uh, platforms, I'm like when I'm playing my handheld consoles, I'm on I'm on the bus or on on the subway or something like that. I'm never really like. I I very rarely use it because I'm not the kind of person that commutes. But the the kind of person our age that has a handheld is either a games journalist or someone that commutes a lot. So, you know, it would be in a place where you don't have. Wi-Fi. It would be a place mm. you have 3G and 4G isn't everywhere, so yeah. Mm. We also ran a poll asking, <laughs> uh, a lot. this is a long time ago, we asked people what they think uh, the next PlayStation should be named. If Sony should you know, drop the name PlayStation, is if, if, if it should be called the PlayStation 4, or if it should be called something new like Orbis or Vita. Um, obviously it won't be called Vita, because if it was, that'd be hilarious. And it should, I think it should totally be called the PlayStation Vita as to just cause massive... No, or the Vita PlayStation to just cause <laughs> massive, massive confusion in the market if it was called the Vita PlayStation. But um, what do you think it should be called? Apparently, 86% of PSU users uh, think that it should just be called PlayStation 4. 86%. Yeah. Um, they've already got that brand name going, the mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. The reason it was called the Vita was because it was good for you know, SEO stuff. But play, PlayStation 4 is 
still SEO. You still got PlayStation Three, PlayStation Two. PlayStation itself is SEO friendly because it's the only one like that. So I don't, I don't see them going for a different name this far in. I mean, because they didn't go for the PSP Two. What about? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the PSP they wanted to rebrand. They wanted to give that their handheld uh, sector like a new face. So the Vita works. Uh, what about? Um, The four. Sorry, I forgot where I was going with that. What about the number four being, you know, unlucky in Japan? Oh, that's just true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually, products don't have like the four. Uh, yeah. But is Sony that like tied into the Japanese market that they would wouldn't name it the PlayStation Four because of that? Is that really that big of a thing in Japan? I'd assume you know more than I would. Uh, it is pretty big. Like some, you know, in sometimes they'll like remove a thirteenth floor from the building. They'll do floor in Japan. I think four is a bit more, because um, the way it sounds like a thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. She or Yon, I think, is like um. Four, it's like death. Um, so yeah, which is like similar to the word for death. So that's why they don't normally use it. Um, but they don't call it the you know, PlayStation Itch, PlayStation Knee, or whatever. So they wouldn't call it the PlayStation Yon, but. Then again, it's still got the number four on it, so that could be a little bit weird. Um, I hadn't thought about it that way. Obviously, if but... I was a death metal band <clears throat> from Japan, I would just be called Four. That'd be <laughs> such a cool name for a band. I'm sure it already exists. I'm not that uh, smart. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I don't think Orbis. Orbis is probably just the project name for now. So, PlayStation Orbis is weird because Orbis is it's a difficult word to people don't know how that's how that's spelled. Probably mm-hmm. like, as easily as Vita is or what have you. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and in Japan, also, the um, Vito was already known because it's from Gal Gaigar. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. PlayStation Orbis, sure. PlayStation 4, no more. Uh, they just go PSX. Yeah, sure. Let's just... You wanted to start talking about something. Um, I just It just got me thinking when we were talking about those PS1 games and the Vita and stuff and streaming and streaming of PS1 and PS2 games. Uh, what a... <laughs> So I know this is just not related in any way to, to what we were just talking about, but Final Fantasy VII came out on PC. Uh, no, it was announced to, to come out on oh, PC. Sorry, announced to come out on PC uh, with 32 achievements, uh, leaderboards. Okay, so so what is it? They, they've announced it. Cause 36, it was, sorry. It was on PC not long after it came out on yeah. uh, PlayStation. Apparently now it's ridiculously difficult to actually get that working. Um, really? So they're going to release a downloadable version of Final Fantasy VII with no graphical updates of any kind, um, and the av- and the trailers they released for it just showed the cutscenes, so no actual gameplay in it, like the original trailers. For it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, they're including thirty six achievements that you can compare online with your friends, a character booster which will allow you to essentially cheat by upgrading yeah, your the, HP, the, MP, and Gil. Yeah, and you, those are microtransactions. You have to buy those cheats. Oh no. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, and there's there's cloud save. So think about it. It's a downloadable game with cloud saves. If and... only there were Ares saves. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Kill yourself. That was terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, like they haven't announced a platform, but it's downloadable. It has achievements and cloud sync. And it's like, but that's Steam. You're coming to Steam. Don't try and hide it. You're coming to Steam. Um, unless they have some ridiculous. Oh yes, Square Enix vows. Uh, squeeze <laughs> those. Um, but yeah, it's microtransaction based. There's no updates to it. Why don't you just get it for your PS3 or your Vita? Um. 
Yeah, where is <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Why can't this come to Vita exactly? Well, it's already on Vita, isn't it? Anyway, I guess Final Fantasy, but because yeah. it's a PS One classic, they can't give it trophy support. Oh, good point. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so I'll make a confession. I bought Sonic Three on Xbox Live Arcade purely for the idea of me being able to complete Sonic Three in half an hour and get all twelve achievements on it because I thought it was quite funny. I'm sure there are people who want to play Final Fantasy VII again, because there's always people who want to play Final Fantasy VII again, and get all the trophies, all the achievements, or what have you, because that'd be kind of cool. How did, I, how did that go for you, by the way, uh, Sonic 3, the achievements? Oh, it's, it's an awful port on the Xbox Live Arcade. Um, did you get all the achievements? Oh, of course I did, yeah. Okay, like, what was the hardest one? Uh, I don't think any of them hard. It was like, oh, yes, um, it was like, finish through the levels, get 50,000 points, which is really easy if you can perfect one of the uh, bonus levels, get all 7 Chaos Emeralds, get three chaos emeralds which i did really quickly so yeah okay. nothing to there were new playstation all-stars battle royale characters revealed at comic-con sorry uh oh. evo evo yes, yes. What yes. Were they again? hey hachimishima oh yeah yeah from tekken uh from tekken uh, the dude with the long white hair. Well, actually, it's not white. He's young in this one, so I assume he's from Tekken 1 or Tekken 2. Um, Heihachi shows up, and also Toro Inu. <laughs> I, um, it's Inoue, yeah. Inoue. Uh, yeah, the little white Japanese mascot uh, for PlayStation. Uh, he showed up in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Basically, both of these characters are from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they were originally just. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Thrown like adverts using them from like some weird Japanese app from the Japanese PS Store, which I have installed on my PS3. Mm. It's really, really weird. So I mean, uh, what do you think about that? What do you think about Toro? What do you think about that cat uh, coming in as a a fighter for the Western market? I mean, like, what? How many people are gonna be like, oh, it's that cat from Street Fighter Cross Tekken? I love that character. It's the Marth of Smash Brothers Melee. The Marth? No way. Yeah, no one knew who Marth was. Especially no one knew what the hell Fire Emblem was, but people still thought Marth was cool. Oh, Marth was cool, yeah. People people liked him. Um, people were probably liking like Toro because he's a Japanese cat, but no one, no one was going to know what they are. Okay. Yeah, might that's my just point. just replace it with um, the racist black kid, and uh, he was advertising PSPs. The racist black kid. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's Marcus, referring to Marcus. Yeah. Marcus, <laughs> PSP! <laughs> anyway and, um, uh, Kevin Butler as well yeah sure we'll get those in you know Rob we might not need a Playstation 4 to take uh, to take you know control of all this Gaikai streaming stuff yes we, all we technically need is a new PS3 and uh, if rumors are to be believed and <laughs> FCC filings um, Sony is apparently planning a new slimmer version of the Playstation 3 uh, documents were leaked via the Federal Communications Commun- Commission, sorry, uh, picked up by Pocket News. Apparently, the filing mentions the CECH-4001X model, uh, which Eurogamer speculates will be announced at Gamescom in mid-August. Um, if, you, if you take a look at this uh, this document, you'll see that you know it has a, a few plans to make the, the console... Smaller and slimmer than the 2009 PS3. It looks, it, it looks thinner, but it still looks really big. Like, large. Like, like an Ultrabook. I don't know. 
Do you think that Sony releasing a new slim PS3 is going to just like have a, just a huge like influx of sales? Is it really? Is that what people are waiting for? What if what if this comes out and it's like the one hundred and what if this comes out just fucking comes out has six USB ports, has uh, PS2 backwards compatibility, has uh, uh, SD card ports back and uh, stuff like that. I was actually going to say, what if this comes out? It's $99 or $149, and it has PS2, PS3, PS1 streaming, Gaikai, happening this year. Blow your mind. The, the um, I mean, didn't the filing show like a, a disc tray that came up, like a, like a little disc flap? I don't think it was a disc flap. I th- Well, yeah, yeah. It was like the, P- the, the PS2 Slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is why that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> In the last PS3 firmware update, um, Sony renamed... If, if you highlight your disc, let's say you pop in, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto 4. Highlight it, press triangle, and go to what was once eject, eject disc. It is now called remove disc. So they, 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 re- they released a firmware update which specifically changed eject disc to remove disc. So uh, that so points... So it's going to pop up a thingy. Yeah. And you're going to be able to do like, weird mashman videos of your PS3 talking. Because <laughs> you you uh, and like I, kind of re- rewound it and put it forward. Arr, I love I'm it. Three, ah, discs. Ah, guy I love that. That's the first place you went with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an image in my head of it kind of going up and thinking, "Wow, if that went down again, then lucky it was talking." Oh yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> So anyway, uh, I assume, I assume, um, it might come out, yeah, sometime in May, mid-August, uh, whatever, I guess, according to Eurogamer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it. Whether or not it'll sell a bunch of PS2s. It's just going to be announced. Sorry. It'll be announced. Sorry, yeah. It might be announced at Gamescom. And whether or not it'll sell a bunch of PS3s, uh, I don't know. But, listen, if this can get PS3s into more people's hands for cheaper, I'm down with the sickness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> you got, you got to think about it. I mean, just, just for releasing... Hardware revisions are probably going to increase sales in some way anyway because of the the people who want to get the new version and people are like oh yes I uh, you know I I think I'm going to get it now sort of thing mm-hmm. you know they get an extra you know half million people to buy it which is good for them or what have you so mm-hmm. yeah I mean when Nintendo normally do it they're actually testing out technology for the next one like if if you notice they um had the Game Boy Advance and they released the Game Boy SP which was a flipped Game Boy and that's what happened to the DS the DS was flipped and then they Released the DSi uh, XL and DSi, uh, the, the DSi, which had like um, high res- slightly higher resolution screens, which were then used in the 3DS. So, yeah, there you go. Rob, let me drop this quickly onto you. Oh. Let me drop a load <laughs> onto your head. The hot steaming load. Yeah. Um, as as decided by PSU, Z- PSU's own Mike Heritance, um yep. Here are the five things PS4 needs at launch to beat Xbox 720. You ready? Yes. Go for it. Go for it. Yes. Next PlayStation, the next Xbox. Here's what PS3 needs. Top five. AAA exclusives. Yes. Robust PSN. Sure. Cloud gaming. Yes. Strong PS Vita ca- uh, compatibility. Um, I don't think the last one's going to be what it should be, but go on. And a low price. No, he missed out more RAM. More RAM. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that would be five great ways for it to be the, the Xbox 
whatever. Uh, I guess, but as I mean, a few of our a few of our readers commented on this article, and uh, they brought back they brought up some good points. Like for example, I to the C to the E brings up the point that price is the only thing that matters. Quote: The battle between the 360 and PS3 has everything to do with Call of Duty and the price of the 360 versus the PS3 in North America, which is the only place in the world that the 360 has outsold the PS3. Dudes call up their friends and tell them to play COD. They have it on 360, so their friends also have to get an Xbox. Yep. Um, low price Call of Duty. That's what he's saying. Hmm. Yep. Not a bad idea. However, um, I mean, the same can be said for the Japanese market and something like Monster Hunter, I guess. Uh, which leads me to the question. The, the, the next Xbox is not going to beat the PlayStation in Japan. The, 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 they don't need five reasons for the, the PS3, the PS4 to beat the next Xbox in Japan. Yeah, you probably one right. reason. That's to be made in Japan and not America, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the the market that actually matters. The U.S. market. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> what 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 would be a winning combination like uh, like that? Like I to the C to the E <clears throat> said, you know, Call of Duty and a low price. Um, sure. How much money uh, would Sony okay, have to? Okay. So you're we're obviously kind of saying that low price thing, but there's this heavy rumor that Microsoft are going to release. Next Xbox at one hundred dollars with a subscription oh, yeah. fee, which I'm already thinking, wow, that means something I can afford. Yeah, and also that's not something ridiculous because you just saw the Ouya, uh, yeah. the O U Y A, a new <clears throat> rootable Android-based Android-based games console with the yeah. power of a Nexus Seven. It's only got one gigabyte of RAM and um, a Tegra Three, but still whatever. though, it has enough to stream HD. So. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I mean, that, that's free games and stuff. I mean, the, the Xbox is more of a comparison to like a mobile phone, sorry, uh, like a cell phone, because you're paying your fifteen dollars a month extra and over the one hundred bucks, and you're getting, um, you know, you're getting your live over the, the span of like two years, which is what your contract is in. You're spending only forty dollars more than what you would have to do to get the console and buy live for two years. Uh. So. That's ridiculously good value. <laughs> all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, is if Microsoft shows up next time and is like ninety nine dollars, you get the new box launch day. Ninety nine dollars, you get the new box launch day, and you'll still have to keep your Xbox Live subscription. But whatever, I might just pick that up day one. Ninety nine dollars. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> what what's ninety nine for a, a brand new games console? What is right? ninety nine? Uh, whether or not I'm totally on board with it, I don't know. But ninety nine dollars. The point the point being is like who who doesn't have ninety nine dollars? That's that's a game and a bit. You know, that's I, I don't have ninety nine dollars, but sure, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're getting new hardware, you look, can easily get hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm all for Sony coming out with a badass PS4. Don't get me wrong. I want the PS4 to be huge and be great. But the thing is. Um, ninety nine dollars just compared to three hundred dollars. That's a that's a big difference. Huge difference. But let's, let's think of it this way: <clears throat> if if that happens, if the the PS four is like another style of PS three, it's like some super powerful console. With Do you a, think it will be a cell square? No, let's just let's just hypothetically say that. I'm not sure if it will be because it didn't work so well last time. But then again, that's what it was with the PSP, and they repeated it with the Vita in it. Mm. Anyway, so <clears throat> we got that, and then we got the Wii U, which is just off there out in the distance doing its own thing and then you got the 360 with its subscription model at 99 dollars you're gonna have the most different and very like three consoles in the history of video gaming you know we started off in the fucking you know 70s and early 80s with 
consoles that played the same games, or you know, you had like all oh, the Atari 7200, Atari 2600, and they, you know, 7200 will play a few more games, but not that many more games. And now we've got these three consoles. One is a screen in your hand, and one of them is a a, a classical, traditional, high power console, and one is a subscription based service which anyone could afford. Mm. Wow! <laughs> it's going to be crazy if that happens. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. But awesome, because gaming, you know. Because gaming, yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Uh, $99 <laughs> for Microsoft's next, next console, it sounds great. Not going to happen, I don't think. Uh, if that does happen, then geez, the, the next run of consoles is going to be such... It's going to be the Wild West, because... Nobody really knows what. Nobody really knows how to use this streaming stuff. Like to capacity, like streaming is huh. still relatively new. It's not like, huh. and especially streaming for music is already something that's been in effect. But streaming for video games is just totally ridiculous right now, um, because you're looking on, at like on live does it okay, but yeah, it's perfect, you know. But what happened to on live? Where's on live? Uh, sitting on my next to my TV. This is still around. You got on live because you went to Gamescom. <laughs> Like uh, you're a gamer, but yeah, you're a gamer. Sorry, like I mean, uh, y- you wouldn't have been like, yeah, let's pick up some on live. Actually, no, because it's like a seventy dollars. Uh, sorry, like I think it was like fifty quid for the the hardware, seventy five bucks over in the states. Right. And uh, the games cost the same as they do on Steam. In fact, they don't have the same kind of Steam sales, so normally they're more expensive. This is what I want. You just said Steam. This is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I want Google. I want Sony, and I want Steam all on one box. <laughs> I want my PlayStation exclusive. Then, then you get your uh, Sony Ericsson phone with the uh, Steam um, client on it. No, I get my Sony Ericsson phone with uh, the Sony Entertainment Network <laughs> and, uh, you know, ridiculous prices. Anyway, uh, no, Steam. Steam and Google. Oh, God. I, I w- Sony should totally partner with one of the two, if not both. Uh, yes, no, Sony is partnering. Well, Sony partners with Google for just not just the phone. Yeah, but uh, the recent line of um, Google TVs have been Sony based, so yeah. you know, you're really part way there. If like uh, we've had conversations about this at the office, and like, uh, if Sony was to say like, you know, fuck it, uh, let's let's have Google take care of all of our, you know, because unlike Microsoft, they don't have the whole computer division to have to have the synergy with. Mm. They can just focus on games. Yeah. Just focus on games. Have Google do all the crazy shit that Google does. Yes. Uh, and I think that'd be pretty hot. Yes. Uh, Google Docs on your PlayStation, if you want. Ooh. How about... Um, what? We're driving your PlayStation. How about Google Plus built into your PlayStation Network friends list? <sighs> oh, yeah. How about um, the cloud saves in throughout all your devices? And then the Gaikai streaming brings in Uncharted 3. So as soon as you leave your house... Let's say Uncharted 3 is being played on your Vita with yep. the same... You don't need, no, you, you don't you need have... no transferring. <laughs> you don't need no transferring. You got Google, but, 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 bitch. Don, you always need transferring. It's true. There will always be transferring. <laughs> this is, transferring is the type of thing that if this... What I just said is a miraculous idea and takes off. Uh, transferring is the type of thing that Kojima will be so proud of it that future games, even though the better technology is out there, Kojima will try to evolve transferring and say like, no. Transferring evolved. Is yeah. Cloud- yeah. <laughs> transferring revengeance. Don't add dirt But anyway. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you whip out your um, and Google Android-powered Sony phone mm-hmm. and start playing Uncharted on there. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. It does sound very good. Uh, or 
you know, saying if Sony said, ah, the PlayStation PlayStation Network is cool, but we'll let Steam take care of all our di- uh, digital distribution, and Steam just sells the same stuff. You get all those indie, you know, <gasps> you get all the indie licenses. Literally, the, the, those words were forming into my mind. I was like, oh, he could indie, like, they get the same indie game thing going yeah. on. I mean, the, I mean, okay, so I'm going to have to say that the PS Minis are awesome. I need to plug that my, oh, my very good friend, Luke Borrett, works for um, Mediatonic, oh. made some great PS, um, PSM mini games. Um, a Thousand Tiny Claws, uh, Cthulhu Saves the World. Cool. Wait, Here's the problem. Can you can you just give me a quote as to and nothing against your friend Luke. I'm super Sorry, stoked yeah. that he's making minis. But could you just yeah. give me a quote as to how much those games cost? Uh, like a, a few bucks, yeah. Yeah. Here's the problem with minis, though. Like they should not be over a dollar. Yeah, they should be like that's what's like indie game stuff, shouldn't they? Which are like a dollar or they should less. be a dollar because when because when I'm about to, I I need something on the Vita. I need something on the Go. All right, what am I gonna buy? Hmm. I don't know. I could buy a, a mini for four dollars, or I could just check like this week's PlayStation Store special and get like something like uh, I don't know. Trying to okay. Five. Th- th- those minis, I would say, are Xbox Live Indie Game Store is like Wild Wild West. Like one dollar will get you a lot of shit. Yeah. The minis are a lot more higher quality than what you get. On Xbox. Yeah, but sometimes you see minis for like three ninety nine, and I'm like, well, what? What's going? Yeah. Why don't you think just- of them? Like- Apple, like, bump it uh, up a Apple. dollar, bump it up a dollar, and release it as a PlayStation Network game with trophies, and you're done. Just, geez, yeah. like, yeah. well, three ninety nine. What's the matter with you? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Heihachi Mishima. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What's his name? <laughs> Heihachi. Did I say it right? It's Heihachi or Heihachi. I don't know. Yeah. Heihachi Mishima. Right? No. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, and Toro, uh, two new characters for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale are still supposed to be shown at Comic-Con this week. Uh, yep. You want to give any predictions as to who it could be? Uh, what, because they want two more to do? Here's the, Look, yeah, just there are two more. So basically four in about in the three-week span. Here's... here's well, I was already going to say a Tekken character. I think they would have two Tekken characters. Nah, bro, and if they had uh, two Tekken characters, they would have unveiled both at EVO. EVO is the fighting championship, so sure. they chose to show Heihachi and... Toro, because I guess now Toro is an is an icon in the fighting game community. I guess, uh, thanks Capcom and Sony. But um, no, like I think they're going to Comic Con. Here's what makes sense to me. Um, it's so all about comic books. What's a comic book? Infamous is a comic book. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Cole yep. McGrath uh, announced. You know, because there's always those infamous yep. comic books. There's a lot of the whole comic book feel. It it's a comic book story anyway. Uh, super- has. Ezio being announced for you? Exactly. You you fucking nailed my second <laughs> guess is Ezio because of all those Assassin's Creed comic books. And Ezio yeah. is in everything because I'm sure Ubisoft literally knocks on the door. Not, not the office. They go to lead designers' <laughs> houses. <laughs> and that's not like, sorry, knocking on their window looking yeah. through. <laughs> While and, like, and slowly holding up like a figure of Ezio and pointing at it and nodding. <laughs> <laughs> and just like one dude has like a postcard of PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, and the other guy is just like pointing to an Ezio figure and being like, "Oh yeah, you yeah, yeah. want this?" Um, I, I think it's though. I do want that. I would yeah, love I do. I I really would like to see Ezio and All Stars Battle Royale. I mean, Ezio versus Sly. Ooh, I mean, oh. Ezio versus Snake. Snake. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, he 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 has to be the kind of the last one they announce. Look, because, he's in Final uh, Fantasy. He's in Little Big Planet. He, he's in Metal Gear Solid. He's in. He's not in Smash Bros. Snake was in Smash Bros. We'll totally see him on. Uh... Oh, sorry, you're still talking about SEO. Yeah, I was saying, well, Snake will be the last one they announced, but uh, SEO is probably be yeah, that's a good review of Comic Con. You know what they should do? Do you remember the uh, 
what was it called? The Super Smash Bros. blog? The Brawl blog? Oh, that, the, the Dojo, which the um, dojo is fucking awesome because every yeah. day here I would announce uh, a new character, a new yeah. item, a new song, and everyone was like, oh, I'm going to Dojo this morning! And, and when yeah. Sonic was announced, I flipped my shit. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Even I flipped out. Like, the Dojo <laughs> was such a good idea. And when does Nintendo have ideas like that? Like, the internet. <laughs> they even know what the internet is? And they, like, no. they nailed an awesome way of having, like, press releases make themselves. Like, just have... <laughs> translated into like 25 languages really hmm. yeah. that's crazy um why isn't sony up on this dojo why isn't the playstation blog acting like the the, the dojo the dojo we're please. announcing at comic-con that we're gonna have the um all-stars battle royale uh locker rooms where you get to find more stuff about the playstation battle royale two characters that are announced yes and the onion cole mcgrath and the second character as much requested on our forums the dojo <laughs> he will just he will constantly recite characters and items that are in the game as he as he plays. Anyway, um, yeah, the, needs the dojo. I'm gonna say Ezio and and Cole McGrath. If I had to strike out Ezio, look, I'm pretty much I'm I'm yeah. betting all my money on Cole McGrath. Uh, I'm just saying Cole McGrath is gonna be shown. I, I, I mean, I said Ezio because that's the easy one. But what if they decide just put Connor mm-hmm. in? Oh, uh, who? Connor. The um. Oh yeah, no, they totally would put Connor. What the hell are we talking about? Because I mean, obviously. The, you know, on the PlayStation as well, you always get like yeah. a little bit extra with this. No, game. but bro, do you think do you think Square would put Cloud? Heck no, they'd put like no, they, they they would put Lightning in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lightning's already built into like I mean, Lightning and Tidus because in Japan they fucking love Final Fantasy X. Yeah, weird that Radic is there though. <laughs> Colonel Radic uh, from Killzone. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, they they gotta flesh it out somehow. Yeah, but you know, you know what I would have. I know. I mean, I know. I know. Sony has poured like a massive amount of advertising dollars into uh, Killzone, but you know what? I would would have way preferred over a Helgan, a Chimera. I just like the character design better. Oh, yeah. Well, they could still put a Resistance character in. Oh man, having a having a Chimera and a Helgan, that just it might as well be fucking called <laughs> Killzone Five. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But anyway, um, so yeah, uh. Unless, you know, we're just talking about something fun. Rob, let's just end that topic. If you had, it had to be one person other than Ezio. You know, what if it was a Marvel character? What if they say Spider-Man is going to be in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? Uh, Sony do own Spider-Man, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, for movie rights, at least, but not for any other rights. <laughs> I think that would be pretty badass. What do you think of Spider-Man? Sure, yeah. All right, give us give us one more. Uh, oof, uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot, why not? Okay, cool. And launching next to the Crash Bandicoot uh, comic book, sure. Um, yeah, less <laughs> less upbeat news. The old PSP adverts. <laughs> a PlayStation gamer has been charged with manslaughter of a baby while playing Scarface. Yeah, that's Scarface, the video game. And Rob, you'd be glad to know that he's not from the UK. He's from New Zealand. A New Zealand man faces nine years in prison after he was sentenced to the manslaughter of his partner's child. The prosecution claims that he was trying to beat his high score on the PlayStation version of Scarface. Now, uh, dude, is, this, is this a yeah high, high score? Is this a PS3 or PS2 game? <laughs> uh, it is a PS3 game, but I don't okay. think there's high scores on it. So. Right. I'm guessing he was trying to get some type of. Uh, he's just trying to play Scarface and when interrupted struck the five month old baby uh, the prosecution claims that Trent Hapuku 23 then continued oh. to play the game rather than bring the injured child to the hospital the baby Mikararetti later died from the injuries um, Wait, so he's, um, 23 year old douchebag that thought it, thought oh, it was yeah, a good idea 
weird ab- like the aboriginals from New Zealand I can't remember their name now but yeah weird folk thought it was a good idea to hit a friggin five month old baby while you're playing look this would have been a totally different hit it was he playing uncharted 3 if he wasn't playing uncharted 3 i could understand but if he's <laughs> playing starcraft uh, starcraft sorry scarface scarface the world is yours playing yeah. scarface and he hits a five month old baby come on get out of here get out of here play better okay. games I'll see you later then no not you you can stay because <laughs> i know i know you'd hit babies <laughs> only in the right circumstances. Only, <laughs> only if they were trying to mess with your Skyrim plot, not your 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 scar. I, I don't school. fucking care about trophies. If you like, if I was, uh, I don't know, got some like fantastic Rainbow Road in Mario Kart and like, yeah. ah, get off me. Like if I was watching the Comic Con panel where Superbot was an- announcing the two new characters, if I was watching a live stream and a baby started crying, you better know. It. No, I'm kidding. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't hit it. <laughs> I wouldn't hit a baby, and this guy's retarded for being 23 and being so damn immature as to hit a freaking five-month-old yeah. baby. You, sh- you deserve some prison time, buddy. Uh, enjoy. And uh, it sucks that you had to do this on PlayStation. Why'd you have to do this on PlayStation? You should have been playing your Xbox. God. It, why did it? I mean, why did they make it a big deal that it was a PlayStation and not a 360? Really? <laughs> who the fuck makes a PlayStation fan site? Like, who who only dedicates themselves to PlayStation news? That's garbage. No, I mean, like, other pe- other places made a big deal of the fact it was PlayStation. Too, oh, so. yeah, I mean, you know, we, we mentioned it because it had something to do with PlayStation, but it's it's always good to, uh, it's always good to, you know, maybe give gamers, you know, a, a dose of, okay, great, so, just, like, I feel good whenever I see that stuff, like, in the news, because it kind of opens people's eyes to, like, other stuff, you know, like, it's not all about the five best Vita games so far or anything like that, like, <laughs> you can see, like, interesting stuff that's happening in the world of gaming around the world, but I also, what I like more is uh, articles sometimes i write them but like when it talks about uh child's play and how well child's play has done and you know like yep. um that stuff's nice you're just opening your eyes it's not all about you know press releases there's a lot of cool things that happen in the world of gaming as well as a lot of shitty things like uh 23 like, year old dudes beating on five-year-old five-month-old babies yeah and you mentioned child's play and uh, you know fucking oh yeah gaming culture so fucking uh, you were pretty yeah. riled up about this no i was i think i'm not as riled as i used to be but like um you know obviously penny arcade announced oh yes we're doing a Kickstarter. And, and, um, so why don't you explain for the listeners what, what it's all about? So, <clears throat> um, Penny Arcade want to try and go back to how they were in the early noughties when they were struggling and they'd had to fight legally to get the rights back to their comic. And um, they were getting donations to write on the site. They had no advertisements or what have you. So what they want to do is they want to raise enough money to go one year without av- advertisements on the site. And so they've decided to go on Kickstarter for this um, because they only want to do it if they get enough money to do it, which is what Kickstarter is all about. That's how the you know, Kickstarter system works. My problem is they're a fucking 11-year-old comic. They're incredibly profitable. They make millions of dollars of advertisements every every year. And they only choose the ones they like. They like. So, you know, whatever. And they make these awesome... Kind of comics sometimes if they're based around things. The great advert for Guild Wars on the site a few years ago, which I think some people actually got into Guild Wars using that. Mm. And now they want to kickstart themselves. It's like, but guys, Kickstarter is to help people with no money mm-hmm. fund something so they can do this. And you know, they don't really have a proper project, it doesn't seem, because all they're doing they've they've hidden all the stretch rewards, and it's like, no, I, I don't. Every it all seems to like be kind of against the Kickstarter thing. But the only service where everyone uses that has the system of you only get 
the minimum amount is Kickstarter. So, you know, it <clears throat> it has to be Kickstarter because there's no other service to do it. But it goes against, I think, the the way you use Kickstarter. And so at the moment, they're going, oh, if you give us $225,000, we'll get rid of the, 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 the top banner on the comic, and that's it. And yeah, there'll still geez. be adverts in other places. And then it's like, oh, if we get a million dollars, we'll be able to remove all ads from the site. But they've got all these stretch goals in there because, you know, I guess a lot of places will always sometimes get a lot more than their funding originally. Um, like, Uyars, like was supposed to get $925,000, already got to three and a half million. I don't think Penny Arcade have actually reached their target yet. So, um, clearly, not everyone is too into the idea of them doing it. Or at least, you know, everyone knows about it just yet. Um, I... Last year, like, because when I was doing my old podcast website, I wanted to kickstart current gen. I actually can't do it because um, there isn't a kickstart UK yet, so um, I wouldn't be able to have done it. But I was going to talk to with my friends. But, you know, literally, I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to fund us to do the website for a year, see if people wanted it, uh, try and use the Kickstarter um, kind of bump. People kind of find out about some Kickstarter. I mean, this is before the double fine thing so you know if we had still been doing it it would be awesome to have done to like put up you know like a week before the, kick, the double fine stuff because we've already been on there for people to have a look at um and you know get that extra popularity from it uh, and people talk me down because like it was a bad idea because we can't you know the, the product is a website that we're doing that's not a very good project to show off is it and PNK's project is the removal of ads from their site yeah here's that's the thing like you kind of open my eyes to this is like kickstarters are more for the, like uh, like what um ryan payton was doing with uh, his game um <clears throat> um you know he worked on metal gear solid 4 he now he now worked with, then he worked with microsoft then he kind of split off and did his own thing what's his game called again it's like an ios game uh, it's a I, stealth but, game but like they were using his name to try and sell it so yeah has a famous i mean sorry has a a a weird <coughs> type of um, name attached to it. I don't remember what it was, but that, that that's kind of cool. But you know, you kind of you kind of open my eyes to the, the fact that oh, Penny Arcade. Oh, you mean the guys, the two guys that started their own two of the biggest conventions uh, stateside. Yeah. You know, like PAX East and PAX Prime, and and like we're talking about a, a million dollars. Um, I mean, they're huge, and and yeah. no no disrespect to them, but like, what the hell's a million dollars to those guys? It's still, it's still a lot of money, but. It's a lot of uh, money, yeah. How much? Do, how much does PAX take to run? Like Jesus. Oh, lots for them. I mean, the people, they charge people to kind of do that. True, you know, they, true. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, the, I, I would, you know, that they're, they're, they're still kind of only like making money from advertisements. I, I don't think that they can just like go without advertisements for a year. Like they, they can't just have no money and mm-hmm. um, try it for a year without any money because they're not making the money other in other places. Mm-hmm. And I can. I can understand them wanting to have no adverts and have more time to do other stuff, and I, and I I like that idea. And I just don't think Kickstarter is the place to do it. Problem is, Kickstarter is the only place they can do it. So, yeah, mm. uh, it's annoying. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hopefully they'll figure something out with that. Luckily, they said if it doesn't work, they'll just drop it and ads will go back to the site. But I mean, do, like, really, do 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 ads really bother you that much? Like, I've uh, gone so grown so accustomed. I got so accustomed to like adverts on like those kind of websites where there's only like a banner and a side. Yeah. Thing. The ones on Penny Arcade are very, very um, non-intrusive, unintrusive now. So uh, I'm not too bothered about it really. Yeah, exactly. Just read the comic, man. You're you're on the site. But what, like they the, got all these hidden stretch goals, which mainly are other projects they would do. Like you know they they would have time to you know do another 
uh, auto uh, like auto automata comics and more lookout stuff and what have you. Okay. But you know. okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, let's switch off to important news. Rob, are you going to Gamescom? Uh, no, I'm not going to Gamescom. Dude, guess what? You should. You know why? Because the Rambo video game will be playable at Gamescom. I felt like I had to say this. The Rambo video game. <laughs> the Rambo video game. Uh, Reef Entertainment, the uh, developer, is making Rambo. Uh, commercial director Craig Lewis said, quote, we have been quiet since we acquired the Rambo license last August. <laughs> During this time, we have been dedicated to creating a video game for consoles and PC that will allow Rambo fans and gamers across the globe to really get under the skin so, of Rambo and wield his iconic weapon set in battle. <laughs> Jesus! So, like an M16 and I. <laughs> who's been waiting for this? <laughs> like, who's... Apparently, Mark speaks been waiting for this. So do we know exactly what this game is? Is it a first person shooter? Is it an RTS game? Is it? <laughs> I heard it's a I heard it's a music rhythm game, kind of like Theatrhythm, but with the Rambo, <laughs> with the Rambo universe. So you make a party. Uh, I don't know. All those famous Rambo themes, like um, uh, Gun Gun Gun. Shoot, shoot, shoot. All right, <laughs> you guys yeah. have to go check this out. I mean, if you if you're at a computer or next time you're at a computer, check out www.rambovideogame.com it is such an awesome website it just in big red text says rambo the video game and there's a bunch of uh, image images spliced oh, so it's together not first blood part 2 rambo the video game <laughs> that would be awesome first blood part 3 rambo the video game part yeah. 2 um so anyway you remember what i should have brought this up before but uh quick little uh quick little aside on playstation all-stars battle royale uh release date announced um Oh, yeah. U.S., sorry, North America, October 24th. You, <laughs> my friend, two days later, October 26th. So uh, pretty soon. Not too far. Wait, don't North America normally get games on a Tuesday? Yes, boss. So we normally get games on a, on a, on a Friday. <gasps> so we're going to get a game like a day early or something. You, or your guys oh, really? I, thought you, I always thought you guys got your games on... Sorry about that. I always thought you guys got your games on... Um, on uh, Thursday, sorry. No, we always get it on a Friday. Um, but like, I think in the states, is it like I don't know, like how it is in Canada. But I think in the states, it's weird. Like, a game will be released on a Tuesday, but like they're not always in the stores because they're they're being shipped or what have you, and blah blah. And I don't know. Okay. But whereas we like, they'll be all shipped to a store. And like, I used to work at Toys R Us, and you know, we had Halo stuff like two day, two or three days early, waiting for the launch day. So. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so yeah, like I said, October 24th and 26th in uh, North America and UK, respectively. Basically, it's coming sooner than we think. So uh, let's get these characters out and unveiled. Let's get these uh, stages yes. out and unveiled. Uh, and it's almost it's too late. Yeah, it's too late for you guys to set up the door. Dude, yeah. dude, dude. Rob, did we just get an idea on the podcast? Let's just let's just be the guys that make <laughs> the dojo. F- fake Battle uh, All-Stars Royale dojo. Um, Unofficial. Uh, we get random remixes of like awesome Sony songs, and yeah. uh, we get to, we we start off with the um uh the, the song from um, Little Planet, which everyone in the UK knows. It's from uh, <coughs> Heart Attack, where it's like I can't remember the black words. <laughs> but yes, we get random songs, and we go, yeah, this song's in it. It's been composed by this person, and then we get the next day we have a piece of like artwork of Deviant Art for Sackboy. Like, oh yes, Sackboy's in the game, and he can. Transform into different characters that like Kirby from Special Brothers. Yeah, where's where's Sackboy? Where's Snake? Where's Cole? Where is they're they're leaving Snake to be the last big reveal? I reckon. Yeah, totally. Snake. I love how Sony in this year's E3 was like, um, at the end of their montage is like, <laughs> is like 
uh, commencing virtuous mission now. Like they, <laughs> they bring up a quote from the PlayStation 2 era, which was awesome. Got the, got the crowd riled up. But then like yes. Jack, Jack Tretton gets – so I was like, okay, Metal Gear. Then Jack Tretton gets on stage and he's like um, – we we love you gamers and we know you gamers love us and certain characters like Nathan Drake, Cole McGrath, and Solid Snake. Woo! And then like only yeah. after Solid Snake do people start losing their shit. I just thought that was really <laughs> funny. Um, so uh, yeah, we were talking also about five things that the next P- PlayStation needs to beat the, the Xbox. And uh, you know we we're talking about that guy Kai stuff. I should have also brought this yep. up before, but uh, Sony has said. <clears throat> Speaking to MCV, that uh, retail will still be key for PlayStation 4 success. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it'd have to be. I mean, they have to sell the console. <laughs> um, Sony Computer Entertainment UK Big Cheese Fergai Gara said, quote, Coming down off that 2008 peak has been a steep ride for many and has involved fallout on many levels, Wait, not least of all retail. Peak. Mm-hmm. You mean the year they did terribly and lost loads of money? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know what he really means by that 2008 peak, to be totally honest with you. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure PlayStation 3 games sell better now than they ever did, just due to install base alone. I don't really know what's up with that quote, but he said it. And then um, he said, quote, We'd love to see as many of those retailers as possible maintain their interest in servicing the space, because clearly down the road, many of us are going to be doing our best to give another injection into the market whenever the next cycle starts. So... Um, what does this mean? This means that Sony doesn't plan on ditching retailers, but um, whether or not they f- they want to focus as retail on retail as their main source of revenue, who knows? It'll this Gaikai thing is the market is the North American, uh, European, and J- Japanese markets. Will they all simultaneously be ready for streaming? Who the hell knows? Uh, it's no, a conversation. They, they won't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I don't think maybe Europe. Maybe Europe and Japan. But I'm telling you, North America. We we've, we've got to get our shit. Uh, Gotta get our shit down. We need more yeah, people on broadband. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got, I've got good enough internet here. A lot of people have good enough internet in like a city or a big town, but not in it because there's lots of rural England areas without broadband at all. So you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that in North America too. So I, I don't know what they're gonna do about that. Um, r- random, random. But uh, have you have have you heard of these Resed conferences? It's like a PC and indie game show. Um, uh, I've heard of it, yeah. Oh, one of them happened in um, the UK in Brighton uh, on okay. the weekend, I believe. Yeah, oh, cool. Uh, they had to share a space with Summer of Sonic because Summer of Sonic lost there. Over the weekend, you mean like this weekend that just passed? The one, the one just passed, yeah. All right, I mean. so that 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 might have been, yeah, yeah, because Eurogamer reported it, so it might have been that one that I'm just talking about. Um, yep. Well, anyway, Randy Pitchford, Gearbox president, was there, and uh, oh, yeah. he said that he'd he'd like to see uh, Borderlands. To come to the Vita. However, Ooh. he said that you know they're too busy, uh, and yeah. he'd appreciate if someone else could you know take up the project and do it themselves. So he said, "quote One of the things I wish Sony would do is get behind Borderlands because I'd love to see a Vita version of the game. Uh, I want to be able to have a character I'm working on with my PS3, and then when I'm on the road with my Vita, I could just keep developing the same character because it so what you're telling me is somewhere. that Randy Pitchford." Wants to transfer character. <laughs> he says technologically that's possible. Perhaps some of you folks can convince Sony to start that. So, president of Gearbox has totally said this would be an awesome idea. We want this to happen. However, we do not have the resources. If Sony can maybe hire, I don't know, Sanzaru or someone super random, one of their yeah. many first-party uh, studios to just work on this for for a while, we'd be into it. I think 
that is a great idea because I think it's a great idea, and I, and I think we've already speculated that um, the Vita tools make porting PS3 games to the Vita quite yeah. easy. Yeah. So that could be a good project for Sony because hey, fucking Borderlands Two will sell hotcakes. So you know, um, whether or not I mean that's going to happen, whether or not it even sell a lot of Vitas, I'm not sure. But the thing, the fact of the matter is that like because of that connectivity, the like you 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 would pick up Borderlands Two. Okay, just I'm just bringing this out of nowhere, just mm-hmm. pulling this out of my bum. If Borderlands 2, you buy it on your PS3, you get a voucher for it on Vita, you have it for free, and yep. you can leave your house and play Borderlands 2 on the go, Yep. I think that would make, like, 3 to 1 PS3 sales, 3 to 1 Borderlands 2 to Xbox, um, I don't know, maybe. Like, I mean, this, yep. that's exactly what you would want as a, as oh, a yeah. fan of Borderlands. Like, if you're into that whole loot stuff, you want to loot horror on the go as well, but... Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's not going to happen. It's too good to Definitely wouldn't get smart. the top sales of the fucking... PC after Borderlands 1 was such a fucking mess on the PC. Yeah, it was a huge mess on the PC. However, Borderlands 2, uh, up until now, every time I've seen it, played it, it's always been running on a PC and been looking fantastic. So oh, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot better. Because, did, you, did you know what the problem was like on last time? Because um, Menus. Was for the original, yeah, menus and uh, the aiming, because the um, game was more based around kind of dice rolls, but also because of the way like the controllers worked, it was sort of fudged to make it look yeah, like you're actually zone. shooting. So yeah, the hit, the hit, the hit, the hit zones were weird. Like, so if you shot a person in the head, which you could do easily with a mouse, mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't always get a critical hit because of the wind, like dice rolls and stuff to do with it. So yeah, Borderlands Two is uh, a lot better. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Borderlands One was awesome. I didn't give a crap about the story. I didn't give a crap, <laughs> but uh, the playing with your friends. You don't, you don't always use a crap when you when you like doing like a big four player co-op stuff. The story doesn't mean so it's much. Impossible. So, it's yeah. impossible to even. T- pay attention to it. If you have four players on cross chat, this is something which blows my mind as to how they're trying to figure this out. If you're if you're in a party with four players, whether you're on well, you can't really do party chat on PS3, so haha. Whether you're on Vita party <laughs> chat because you know the Vita can do party yeah. chat, but the PS3 can't. Whether you're on Vita's party chat, Xbox Live, uh, Skype, or whatever, freaking Ventrilo, Teamspeak, whatever you're on, or just the games cross chat, uh, the games you know public chat which is usually terrible um <laughs> you're four players and then there's like the while you're running around someone's radio radioing in and talking to you like how are you supposed to listen to that and how are you even supposed to pay attention to the cutscenes? that's assuming one out of the four players doesn't just skip the cutscene prematurely because they're impatient yeah. uh and like how are are, are all of you going to be quiet listening to all the the dialogue and then just <laughs> laughing and there's no you're all going to be talking shooting the shit it's going to be fun regardless but how how do you present a story like that in a video game when you're playing with four players i guess story kind of takes a back seat which is fine but the problem with, that i have with that is that when every single time i've checked out borderlands 2 i the writing is so superb like the the story and the right i don't know i can't speak for the story because i don't know what it's about yet but <laughs> the writing the just the dialogue i love hearing it i love their jokes i, I love how much uh attention to detail there is like in the environment like in regards to what they're talking about they're like hey look over there there's something there or look in the sky and that's just not going to come through when you're playing a multiplayer so i'd like to see how they're they're handling that there must be some hardcore internal discussions i'd be really curious as just sit sit down and listen to the gearbox guys talk about that um, yeah they're... that would be fun rob you got anything <laughs> else you want to talk about oh um i don't know man. i mean i'll say like with cult games and story like the more people you got playing a game, the less story there is. I mean, I guess that's how MMOs always work. Uh, so, um, yeah. I mean, there's a shitload of news. There's, like, some news from the past 
three or four days that I could, I could just quickly speed through just just get sure. through news. I wanted to mention stuff that came out a while back, you know, like some, some okay, stuff yeah. that. Um, so it's like what came out this week. We've got uh, NCAA Football 13. Rainbow Moon came out on PlayStation Network. Quantum Conundrum, which we reviewed and gave an 8. Reviewed by Joseph Fate. Game of Thrones came out on the PlayStation Network. Frogger, Hyper Arcade Edition. I don't even know what that is. Um, um, yeah, some weird like HD Frogger. Okay. Get Up and Dance. PS1 Classics. Mickey Mania, the timeless adventure of Mickey oh, Mouse. That's awesome. Mickey I know. Mania. I love yep. Mickey Mania. And the PlayStation 2 Classics. Um, Han, Hansbury 10K Tonda SBK. It's a uh, it's the a game, isn't it? super bike. Yeah, how the hell did yeah. you know that? But anyway, um, I had no idea what that game was when I when I looked at. Uh, I think I, I I've heard of the hands pre series before. Okay. I heard some other stuff, but yeah. Anything else? Oh, uh, looking through the list, we've got yeah. uh, Square Enix saying something to the effect of the current generation has been way too long. Quote. Yep. Uh, I don't know what they mean by that. I think they're crazy for that because I think we could still push out another two years. You you need to have a look at some high-end PC games and things. Oh, I want a console. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, there's no... Like, when I played... Uh, like, I popped in Starhawk. Starhawk is one of my more recently purchased games. Yeah. I popped that in. And, yeah. and uh, there is... No, I am not demanding new graphics. Better graphics. I'm not. Like, <laughs> I really enjoyed Starhawk's visuals. Uh, yeah. I'm not demanding better graphics. I'm more or less the, just demanding awesome um, networking features. Like, yeah, you know, when you think about it, the PlayStation 3 is kind of six years old. It is. And six years ago, the landscape was like super different in terms of like yeah. what people are doing with their iPhones and their, you know, like email, Twitter, Facebook, always on and the phone. Thankfully, because these are all, you know, uh, interconnected consoles and stuff, they've been able to update slightly with yeah. the time. Yeah, so, slightly, slightly, but still been able a to. A lot, yeah. I think Microsoft may have been, may, may have done a little bit of better, of a better job with that. Um, well, they've been more proactive because they've had their own other. Uh, again, that's the whole synergy thing with other Microsoft products, but whereas yeah. it's on its own. But you know, a lot of a lot of the times, whereas Microsoft seems to have done more, um, the parts that actually matter, um, Sony and Microsoft have kind of kept neck and neck, sort of thing. Anyway, so. For example. Um, I think PlayStation Plus is really like a lot of people used to talk smack about it. I've kind of always been a subscriber, and it's only just been getting better and better. It's, I should have subscribed recently when they got all those fucking all those. Yeah, Jesus! Games. Just yeah. like I think PlayStation Plus has really you know raised an issue where like hold on a second, um, the PlayStation Three has you know matchmaking and all that stuff. Not you can't do like cross game invites. You can on some yeah. games, but that's pretty much that and party chat is pretty much why you pay for Xbox Live. But then for that yeah. same price on PlayStation, you oh well, it's like you got to play. You can't play online without gold anyway. But yeah, gold. True. Yeah. And you get demos and games a week early. Yeah, whatever. And you get deals. But yeah, okay. go on. But PlayStation Plus just you get some really in- ludicrous you get deals. Just way better deals on your deals. Game. But yeah. now since E3, Sony has started that instant game collection uh, movement, and it's like. I look there sometimes and I'm just like, okay, wait a second. Like, what? I don't have time to play this. Like, I, I, there's just too much <laughs> stuff here. I'm, I literally have the choice of, I, I literally have the choice of picking and choosing between some awesome games. And it's like, what am I? If I was, if I was, I don't know, twelve years. I old, hope you chose Space Marine. <laughs> I, I, I booted it and then uh, <laughs> I booted it and then uh, and I. 
it's just the beginning is super rough around the. I, I just don't know <laughs> what else. They, Banks Marine. They should have just yeah. I mean, I already know about that whole weird Warhammer stuff, but uh, but like they should have. I think in the opening of 40k, uh, told me what. Give me some end game. Like, show me why I, I will want to continue playing. Because I just started. I'm like, okay, I've got a melee attack and I've got a handgun. You want some abilities? Then. Yeah, I want. I want it right off the bat. Show me what I'm going to be able. What I'm going to be doing. I don't know what this game's about. I know it's a third-person shooter. Show me what's unique about this one. But, oh, oh, they look like you know, the armors do look like um, Samus Aran's power suit. So you just like lose all the powers and then get them throughout the rest of the game. Yeah. Great. I'm in uh, Gears of Metroid. And, uh, <laughs> great. I'm super happy about that. But just show me what the hell you're doing. Gears of Metroid. Yeah, sh- show me show me why I want to play this game over every other third-person shooter. Oh, is it because there's orcs in it? Because I don't really care about that. Is it a ludicrous amount of gore? Sure, all right, I'll take that. Uh, my my characters look extremely silly. All right, whatever. It's video games. I'll take it. But uh, I'm at the end, like, and for 20 minutes, I was running around with a pistol, just shooting shit and just meleeing stuff. And I'm like, <clears> I don't <throat> love Warhammer I just enough. Play um, a storm bolter. Sorry. It's called a bolter. Pistol. Oh yeah, the pistol is a bolter, right? I, I reviewed Warhammer <laughs> 40k. Uh, what was it called? That downloadable XBLA and PSN game, uh, oh. Kill Team, Kill Team, Kill Team. Yes, the one. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. That was a fun game. But anyways, that was actually my introduction. That was, believe it or not, that was like last year, and it was the first Warhammer game I have ever played. Have you ever played the tabletop version? Never played tabletop version. Wow. I did it like back in the day as a kid, but I'm English, so you know. You get it I think though, I think those figures are beautiful, and yes. that whole niche. Of people, well, it isn't even so much a niche. That shit's crazy huge. Like even at PAX, uh, those people painting those figures, super. That's next level, uh, way out of my league. But like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. If you really like some of the lore behind a lot of the Warhammer stuff as well, it's like ridiculous. Like you know, you know. It is. Like, yeah. There's an insane amount of lore to Warhammer. Yeah. yeah. Like with awesome space neo gothic Britain Britain British British. Space British. Yeah, it's just space British. Cockney Orcs got my power like in 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 Dawn of War Two. Um, like the the best armor for the Orc is called uh, my power armor, and it's like oh, okay. So, um, so how much it, how much time has passed in the world that we're just you know going from planet to planet, but yet there's still like hardcore British like Cockney and like I don't know how how, how did this happen? How did Cockney survive? But anyway, somehow somehow. Uh, we'd have to ask Mike Harridans. Um <laughs> <laughs> What else have we got here? So yeah, those games came out. Um, NCAA, are you stoked for that? No? Uh, I hear college football's good, but... Uh, football, so it was a joke question. <laughs> let me let me blow your mind. Are you ready? Go sports ball. In 2008, Rob, Thez, Okay, four years ago. In 2008, um, in 2008, yes. a video game graced the PlayStation 3. And at the time... People said this MLB is... two the show. <laughs> you got the first level right letter right. It <laughs> uh, <laughs> graced the PlayStation three, and people said this is probably the best game in the series. Oh, I still like one. I still like two. I still like three. But it was a great game. A few years pass, and I noticed that, especially with the journalists, the online journalists, um, started saying like whether I hear it to, through Twitter or in a podcast. Some people say that MGS four just isn't. Good. Just wasn't a good Metal Gear. Blows my mind. I thought MGS4 oh, was fantastic. Wrong. Phenomenal. Uh, they're wrong. I mean, maybe they their opinion, but their opinion is wrong. So. But, like, 
I, it's not a bad game. Sure, you you can you can not like it as much as some of the other Metal Gear games, but I can't see you, how... you can take the piss out of it for the ridiculous cutscenes and story and stuff. But it's a fucking awesome game. I can't way, so. see how you can have in, you could have enjoyed one to three, especially one. If you can go back and play one now and be like, oh, this game is awesome, nostalgia, etc., and then go play four and not like cream your pants. I don't know. Four has so many things you still can't do in games. I've I've seen things done in four that just I've seen no other games do. Uh, for example, being able to shimmy on your back while throwing a grenade in back of you or in front of you and just like aiming the camera. I don't know. I've never seen games do that. I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4. That was my long introduction to it. But Metal Gear Solid 4, after four years, is finally getting that trophy patch that people have been bitching right. for and for so long. Metal Gear Solid 4 is getting trophies. I don't know what happened at, at Konami that they were finally like, okay, well, Rising's coming out, and we've got this coming out, and what... We- okay, so here's, here's, here's my thing. Um, I've actually played a lot of it. I don't actually own the game, though, because I was w- always waiting for... Yeah. Well, I guess on it for... Um, Subsostenance. Subsausage. Whatever, exactly, yeah. And so I guess they've waited four years, and all they've done is release a free patch and not, like, a, an extra version. So I guess I'll just have to buy it now. So, yeah, yeah, but, dude, do you see, that brings up the point, like, yeah, that's perfect. Why... The, have them release Metal Gear Solid 4 and with some extra content, um, yep. call it Subsausage. Got to get online too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh, okay, I don't want to get into Metal Gear Online. <laughs> anyway. um, have, have it uh, come out. and But no, it's the weird part is in, it's been announced for Japan. It's coming out as a budget title. You know, the PS3 Greatest Hits or whatever. Yeah. The best of PlayStation 3, I think it's called there. Or whatever. But anyway... I think that it was a missed opportunity. They could have they could have released a sub sausage patch, but uh, they're not. They're just releasing trophies for it, and they might release it again on the store uh, as a budget title. But um, either way, still happy trophy patch is going to come out. This will get me to play Metal Gear Solid 4 again. I'm telling you right now. Um, regardless of what trophies do for the game, um, do trophies? I need, I, need, I need to pick up that um, HD collection because I haven't played um, MGS3 yet. Because I always wanted to get the subsistence version. I guess um, HD version is normal edition, but you get like MG Metal Gear One. Yeah, Metal Gear One. Yeah. Uh, you have not played Metal Gear Solid Three. That blows my mind. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'll tell you what happened. Like um, when MGS Four, like like shortly before it came out, I played MGS One, MGS Two, like over about three or four weeks in uh, the summer holidays during university. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to get MGS Three, but I wanted to get subsistence, and like you know, it was ridiculously expensive because it was rare. Um, I just haven't got around to it yet. That's it, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, but Konami isn't done with the patches. Oh, no, Sorry. Fez. They're <laughs> not. Uh, Konami, while announcing... Well, not they didn't do it while announcing, but they've announced that patch for Metal Gear coming in August, by the way. Uh, they actually released a patch, which they announced, I think, about two months ago. Uh, the game was released. It was broken. They said, oh, hold on, there's a patch coming for this. So, Silent Hill HD Collection has seen... It's patch on PlayStation 3, <clears throat> released in March 2012. Uh, it was plagued by, you know, nasty bugs like dodgy voice syncing, poor frame rate, yada, yada, yada. And now, the patch is now live. Uh, what does it change? Well, it addresses uh, voice syncing. So, you know, voice acting is more synced to lip movements. Uh, new voice acting, might I add. Uh, frame rate. <laughs> fog density, and various other audiovisual problems. Now, I think one of the biggest problems with the Silent Hill 
HD collection was the frame rate and the fog density mm-hmm. that kind of ruined a lot of the presentation of the game. And uh, it's a good it's good to see that that has uh, been fixed with a patch. However, a patch for the Xbox 360 version has yet to be even announced. So I don't know. Um, Japanese companies think about the Xbox. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that sucks for everybody who bought it on 360. But I mean, I'm still it's, I'm sure it's still a good game to play through. Yeah, I held off. On playing Silent Hill <laughs> HD Collection, uh, something you don't even understand how I'm looking forward to playing it. And now that it got patched, I'm super stoked. I'll probably end up buying it uh, later this week. I just have uh, <laughs> reviews up the wazoo. Um, what am I reviewing now? Ask me, Rob. What are you reviewing now? Dyad, Ask me, Rob. Dyad, 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 and then on the back burner, um, well, another review I'll probably talk about next episode because it'll probably be up. But it's an older game. It's not new. It came out a couple of months ago on the PlayStation Network and I uh, want to give that game some love. Uh, give you a hint. It's in the Pixel Junk uh, line of games. Oh, it's um, Pixel Junk. Whatever. I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, That's okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Silent Hill HD. Oh, it was called... Um, oh, blah, 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 blah. Because oh, you mentioned it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, hey, that game, but I forgot the name. It has, like, a really awesome name. <laughs> yeah. um, moving on. <clears throat> Next, Batman. Rumor. I know you've heard of this. There's a, Yeah, the rumor is Wired looked at, like, a report and um, kind of put two and two together and made, like, 4.1, because it's quite. it might be close to what they're doing, but they really reckon that it's going to be a prequel to Batman Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to have a bit of a Silver Age tone to it, and it's going to have the Justice League in it, because, I mean, they basically kind of put a thing of how they want to kind of bring all their major brands and kind of have more of the DC heroes in it, because they want to have a Justice League movie in the next few years, something like that. Um, Quote-unquote, the Silver Age of DC Comics. Yes, now, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how well-known the kind of ages of comic books are, but the Silver Age is basically... Uh, the late 50s to 1970, and it's like the era of when comic books nearly died after World War II, and then um, Showcase number 4 came out from DC, which starred The Flash, uh, and The Flash saved comics, as we know. Now, so, yeah. Uh, other and it's, all very, it's all very campy. Basically, 60s Batman TV show typifies Silver Age comic books. Does so it? Pretty much, yeah. But like, other than you being totally biased towards the Flash, I mean, it's fair. No, no, no seriously, that, that that is technically. Um, if you go to Wikipedia right now, it will tell you that Showcase Number Four with the Flash saved comic books. Okay, I'll take your word for it. You know why? Yeah. Um, why? <laughs> well, because you. I mean, other than you love the Flash, but like, Flash, is, yeah. is it is it fair to say that I mean, you're? I think you'd be the reason why I kind of let you talk about this. I think you'd be super knowledgeable in this area because, like, you is it fair to say that you're a huge. A massive, even uh, DC fan of DC Comics and older DC Comics, especially, right? The weird thing is, I never used to be. I used to be a big fan of Marvel, and then suddenly, yeah. um, all the awesome DC cartoons got me into DC. Okay. Uh, I'm just a big fan of the Flash, and I'm, I, when I did, I did like a big thing. I read every single Flash comic from 1955 to now. I'm still reading them as they come out. Um, but I followed on the big events, so I know a lot of what's going on in the DC. I know the Justice League. I know. Uh, Crisis Infinite Earth, Final Crisis, Infinite Crisis. The, how many times uh, has Batman? Legends. How many times has Batman crossed? Like in all those Flash uh, comics yep. you read, how many times has Batman crossed paths with Flash? Um, uh, not very often. There was a couple of Brave and the Bold's where they worked together because Barry Allen is a, a CSI. He's a forensic scientist, uh, and he's better than Batman at being a forensic scientist. So Barry Allen, Batman will ask him, being yeah, the man behind the Flash sorry, mask, is the Flash? Yeah, the, the original Flash in the well, sorry. The Flash from the 50s and 60s, 70s. Um, 
there was one issue where he ran through Gotham and there was like a single panel of him running past the Batmobile going, oh yes, my old chum Batman <laughs> doing his rounds. And it's like, what? <laughs> Why would you randomly go through Gotham in this run panel? Um, where, where, every now where does the now Flash live? The Flash lives in Central City, which is a um, in Missouri. Missouri. No way. Um, yeah. They put a freaking well, superhero in Missouri? Yeah, he's like the, the blue-collar superhero. Okay. Yeah. So... Gotham is supposed to be Chicago, right? Uh, yes, and no. like Frank Miller or Alan Moore said that Metropolis is New York by day and okay. Gotham is New York by night. However, uh, my very good friend Phil, who is a Chicagoan, will argue blind that um, yeah, Gotham is supposed to be Chicago. And there are elements of both. You know, it's it's like New York at night, but it's got back alleys, it's got the Gothic architecture of Chicago, and um, you know, Batman, the, the Batman Begins trilogy was all filmed in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so let's just um, roll with the Chicago, Chicago yeah. thing because yeah. New York by day is just totally... New York by night is just totally retarded. Yeah. And, uh, I, I Basically Chicago to... if it was by the coast. So, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, so how much of a commute is Missouri to Chicago? Uh, for the Flash, not very long. <laughs> not very far <laughs> because he can run at fucking light speed. But no, I mean, like, Missouri to, to Chicago is... Um, like, because it's like west, like it's, it's southwest, because like it borders on Kentucky or something like that. Um, sorry, Kansas. Um, so I think it's like probably like 500 miles. I probably six. did it in even speed the run. Yeah. You were pretty close. Um, it is a six hour. It's a seven hour drive, and probably, it yeah. is 662 kilometers um, yeah. going southwest. So now, 500 miles to American. How long no, no would metric, it take yeah. the Flash to run 662 kilometers? Um, it would take him an instant. Okay, so why doesn't he visit Batman if he's his old mate? If he's his old chum, why doesn't <laughs> he just visit Batman regularly? Like just. Um, I, I think like I, I they probably did. I mean, like um. How does the Flash the... even engage in conversations? Is every is he like going super fast? Ah, see, the Flash has complete control over his molecular vibrations, so he can speed himself up. So he's not running fast; just the world around him is going very slow. And then he can slow himself down so that he's talking normal speed. When, <clears throat> when, when like all the Flash family are fighting, so when you got Wally, Barry, Jay, and um, Bart, and blah, blah blah, all fighting together, they'll shout all at each other in like you know supersonic speeds. So they'll be like kind of you know high pitched screams and stuff. But you know the, the Flash will slow down and talk to Batman at normal speed. So yeah. Okay. Um, has the Flash ever had sex with anybody? Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus, imagine having f- sex with a Flash. Ah, the Flash, though, is a very good lover. It was, um... <laughs> I yes, can imagine. So, seriously, in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, um, uh, Wally West, who was the Flash then, um, slept with, like, loads and loads of chicks. He was, like, a complete, um... <laughs> and, like, he, he... And he wasn't... Like, because he could slow himself down, he could be slow in bed. So, uh, yeah, he was right. awesome in bed, apparently, yeah. But, I mean... <laughs> He could slow down his molecular, so he could be like going super fast and be like, "Oh, I gotta come!" and like slow that. Anyway, okay, so the Silver Age of DC Comics, uh, Batman. So you were saying that Wired <laughs> reported um, the so the site claims that the superhero title will depict the first meeting between the Cape Crusader and his arch nemesis, the Joker. And yeah. oh, that that'd be cool. Uh, that'd be a really cool compliment to the way Arkham City ended. Um, this puts it around the same time that Batman and Superman teamed up to create the Justice League. Yep. Um, America? I, I don't, the thing is, if they have the Justice League, I, I, I never bet on them having the Flash in it. because Of uh, yeah. America. 
of America, yeah. So it, ha- it has to have Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. That what about the so alien dude? Is he not invited Martian, to the Martian Manhunter in the comics is well, sorry, uh, <clears throat> was like supposed to be part of every single Justice League, but he's not part of the monocle right now, and he's not very popular. Green Lantern, you'll probably have, um, but I don't always count on Flash being in there because Flash is hard to do in video games. So. Twenty fourteen at mm. the earliest. That'd be cool, just because I want to see more Flash in games. So yeah. <laughs> um, is this where you think things should be going? Is uh, is should Batman? Should we see? I don't think, well, you know, no, I, I don't know. I was gonna say I don't think that the the super bulked and super bulked up and ripped Batman that we know from the Arkham games. I don't think he would fit in the fifties. That's what I was gonna say. But um, I don't know. I, don't I think they're really it, They don't have to make it like the what it was in the Silver Age, like down to T. They can make it like it was in the seventies when Batman was still very much like how he is today, just not as dark. Yeah, jeez, exactly. That's my thing. It's, it's, it's Arkham is so dark. That's what we exactly. like about it. That's what we love about it. It's so dark. It's so gritty. It's so Batman is such a monster that. So what they could do though is they could make it like. Have you read Dark Knight Returns? I have not. Uh, in it, like right near the end, Superman turns up and like you know Bruce Wayne is you know seventy years old, eighty years old. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's an old ass man. Um, they fight, don't they? Uh, yeah. Like Superman is still Superman. Like he, he's hasn't aged because he's fucking immortal and um, he's still like you know barrel-chested old uh, awesome dude and uh, in his colorful pa- uh, you know star-spangled costume and, and Batman uh, beats him. Batman beats him because like a kryptonite and stuff, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then he, uh, then I think he makes him throw, fly through a nuke and he absorbs the sun power from a flower or something stupid like that. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but there you go. It's it could be like that where it's like, oh hey, the juxtaposition between like the really dark Gotham and hi, I'm Superman and Batman's like get out of my fucking city. Uh, I don't want like I'm. I'll say it right now, not because I really dislike Superman. I don't want my I don't want no Superman in my next Arkham. I'm sorry, like I uh, I don't right. I don't need it. I don't. If I mean, it's a Justice League thing, sure. But uh, I mean, I, in in Arkham City, they they said you know we're, we're creating these prisons in both Metropolis and Keystone City. And Keystone is another Flash city. That's where Jay Garrick and Wally West live. Which are other flashes, um, so Metropolis and Keystone, so Superman and the Flash, so yeah. Jesus, so those are great characters having a Batman game. Yeah, a guy in red fucking pajamas that runs yeah. really fast, and a guy who is oh yes, I'm true in the American way. If it's super toned down, <clears throat> and it's it it kind of goes into a lot of the the detective mode stuff. Uh, so like L.A. Noir, Arkham yeah. City. <laughs> Like if it goes like Batman Noir kind of thing and they have it really toned down and it's very like, oh, the Batmobile is this super really cool vehicle that but by today's standards probably sucks. You know, it's probably just like a regular yeah. sports car. by it's like, today's the original, standards. it's like the original Batmobile, which is like, you know, kind of an old style, the kind of the kind of. You know, um, kind of the old 40s cars with like yeah. a, a white wheel and like a yeah. huge old on it. And it's like a, a Batman logo. <laughs> And yeah. fire comes out of the back, so that must mean it yep. goes faster, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, if it's super t- toned down and it is about the you know the inception of the Joker and the Batman and um, maybe you know well I they probably have to keep Robin out of it because that's like the much hated Robin. I guess. <coughs> but um, uh, it's just Dick Grayson Robin. He's you know the best Robin. But like, well, Nightwing, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, but still, him as a kid probably not too liked by Silver Age, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, I mean, if they do that, if they go that route with it, it could be cool. Keep it super personal. I don't even know, man. It was just, it's interesting that... Look, I trust the team at Rocksteady is all I'll say. I trust them. Who, who says it's going to be a Rocksteady game, though? 
Ouch. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah, Angry Birds trilogy. Yay! This is a thing that's happening. Trilogy is only two Angry Birds games. Oh, uh, not to Activision. Um, no, the fire. the three remasters. Well, is is games, it going to be Angry Birds, Angry Birds Seasons, Angry Birds in Space? Angry yeah. Birds Rio. Rio. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I, it's it's like a in. I don't know what Rio is. I've got Rio on my phone. Oh, all right, all right. A tie into Rio the film. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Lols. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I never put that together in my head. <laughs> for for a time, I thought Rio the film was actually an Angry Birds film. Uh, I never watched it. I never watched it. I heard it was good though. Yeah, no, not good. I, I haven't watched it. I oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed. I have to admit, yeah. uh, I'm excited for this because I'm a loser. Yeah. Not many people probably are. Just because I love cool kart game. racing. Sorry. Yeah, it's a cool game. Is it? Um, the first one was cool. The first uh, one was yeah. cool. My my friend hates it because he tested it. That is cool. Yeah, <laughs> I that I totally sympathize with your friend, but uh, that would ruin a game for me. However, uh, it felt like Mario Kart on PlayStation, and that's all I really wanted. Yep. And you got knights in it now. Knight. Knights. Oh, the, the the girl, the thing, the thing. Is it a girl? No, it's uh, it's uh. Asexual. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so knights is there. That's cool. Uh, but can't can't knights just like fly everywhere can't Sonic just run everywhere <laughs> he could but uh he chooses to just crash cars um yeah. he's sonic is just these are these are sonic's not in he's sonic's in a rough place right now in his life <laughs> he's not the sonic we used to know i see uh, a good driving game yeah <laughs> i like it i like this uh, as as a as a fun you know don't take it too seriously uh, as a fun party game yep uh now you can transform you can, yep. you know, from so Diddy Kong Racing, the sequel. Uh, well, Diddy Kong Racing, you can transform in the tracks. You could just like select your plane or hover car at a time. But yeah, I guess so. Jesus, Rob. So dated for uh, November sixteenth. Cool. To arrive on all platforms ever. Pretty much, probably PS2 as well and the original DS. Yeah, let me let me make sure of that. Actually, I'm not sure about PS uh, PS2. No, I think it would just be PS3, 360, Wii. DS, 3DS, Vita. Oh, geez, yeah, PS2 is not there. Okay, wow. PS3, Vita, 360, 3DS, Wii, PC. Uh, actually, Wii oh, U PC. and PC versions are uh, TVA on TVA. when that's going to come out. Uh, did you hear about like when the um, first uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing came out on PC? Um, they had a lot, of, a lot of random placeholder um, images just for like when they did the final version, um, but they didn't replace the final version in the low res texture pack for the PC version. <laughs> and they'd use like bits of random deviant art fan art um, as placeholders at the time. <laughs> and uh, one of them was a picture of Sonya from Sonic Underground, and people started thinking, "Oh my god, Sega haven't forgotten about Sonya." But it's like, no, she just looks like Amy. We actually put her in there, we didn't, and we actually didn't take her out again. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Sonya is the pink-haired. Sister of Sonic in um, Sonic Underground, the okay. um, show brother, brother to another green-haired, spiky-haired Manic, Sonic. Right? Manic the Hedgehog, who was a thief. Oh, okay. Yes, all voiced by Jalil White, including Sonya. Okay. Yeah, and they had a band, which was bad. <laughs> oh, that's. I, I mean, wraps it up for news. I guess we could. Rob, uh, what you been playing, bruh? Uh, you told me I, that you were kind of. 
Yeah, you were in a lull, right? You're not playing too many games right now. <clears throat> it's not as much as a lull as I've recently moved, um, and my kind of game setup really isn't sorted out yet. So I got my 360 on PS3 out, and um, I think I played about five minutes of Assassin's Creed, um, but I haven't done much more just because, like, literally, I've, I've been busy at work and I've been trying to kind of get other stuff sorted out. Um, on my agenda is to finish Revelations, and then I'm going to go st- finish uh, God of War Collection, then I'm going to go straight on to um, uh, Red Dead and. Um, uh, shows the damned as well. Jeez, how do you have yeah. this so lined up? Like, how do you have this so planned out? Uh, because I have a stack of I have a stack of games right sitting right next to my PS3, which I can look at right now. And one at the top is the one I play next, basically. See so. that I I kind of do that, but uh, with so many downloadable games, it gets crazy. And and I oh, had sure. Assassin's Creed up there. I had Revelations up there. I kept it yep. on on like the to do thing because of the multiplayer I had finished the game and I was like okay multiplayer one day <laughs> and then eventually I just had to say you go back to the shelf like I, <laughs> I don't see this happening anytime soon I haven't even put in a, a significant amount of time to Starhawk I just started it uh, I, I, at the beginning so they added single player to Warhawk and um, All right. it's I mean that's what Starhawk single player is it's uh, yep. Definitely not why you buy this game, but it's not <laughs> that bad. It's actually not oh. that bad, but definitely not why you buy this game. Definitely not. Um, other Do you know what that, I have been doing, though, Don? What's that? Sorry? Do you want to know what I have been doing, though? Well, well tell me, man. Uh, I've been watching lots of Power Rangers. Yeah, the Japanese Power Rangers. Japanese Power Rangers and English Power, American Power Rangers. Uh, okay, hold on. I watched this. Sh- the, yeah. the one you're watching, has it ever come to North America? Not yet, no. Okay, so you're uh, watching subs. So yeah, I've been watching a, a sub. I watched um, two Power Rangers, like a Japanese Power Rangers series. Uh, for those that don't know and are still listening and haven't tuned out just yet, um, yeah, because I almost just <coughs> like just threw off my headset and just walked. Away. I, I, I'll, I'll be really quick. Um, they make Power Rangers in Japan, and then like an American company splices the footage with American actors and calls it Power Rangers. It's called Super Sentai Japan. I watched. Um, I just finished watching um, this show called Akiba Ranger, which was like a big parody of it. Uh, I think Kotaku ended up like doing a, a feature about it like a week after it finished, and stupid like that. Um, but it was this really fantastic, awesome parody, not only of like kind of Power Rangers, but of um, like Japanese culture and living in Akihabara, you know, the, the big kind of nerd town in Tokyo. Um, and uh, yeah, it's probably the best TV show I've seen in my entire life. It's just found it so fucking hilarious it was great uh and i'm currently also watching um 2004's power rangers dino thunder so there you go. ever in your life i've thoroughly enjoyed it like literally like it did everything <laughs> on the tv show but but i mean you laugh right is that is it that you get hyped is it that you're like oh yeah but red ranger gonna fuck shit up again but the Red, the Red Ranger was great because, like, he's a big fucking Sentai Otaku. So, like, he's fighting. It's like, aha, you've said this cliche, which means that I'm going to beat you in the next three minutes and 45 seconds. Um, and, you know, does so. And then um, uh, in Japanese Power Rangers, they do their roll call. So, like, normally when, he, you know, in the original Power Rangers, it's morphing time and they, they, they say their power and then they get on the fighting. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it's like, oh, yes, um, they'd say it's morphing time. They wouldn't say their names. And then, like, when they were transformed, they'd go, um, oh, yes, Spirit of a Mammoth, Black... Uh, Power Ranger Black and Spirit of a, of a Tyrannosaurus, Power Ranger Red, and then they say their name and they, they do that in Akiba Ranger and um every every and every time he does something, he's like, oh yeah, my favorite Power Ranger from Power Ranger Ninja Storm was Blake and like did just kind of the little thing that Blake does and then um they do the little thing Akiba Ranger and yeah it's great. It's mm. awesome. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, well we uh, 
Yeah, that's okay. But like, I mean, what happens when you finish that series? Are you moving on to another Power Rangers series, or what's happening with? Uh, I, f- I finished the series. The currently running Power Rangers series, the real one called um, Go Busters, is like our side. Just watched it, so I'm just like watching American Power Rangers right now and trying to fill the void with some other parody anime starting up called a uh, Bimgo Gamey Bar or something like that. So yeah. okay, yep. Power Rangers, everybody! If you're still listening to PlayStation Derailed, <laughs> this has been episode 25. We enjoy your stay. Uh, you're welcome. Your presence. Your, your, your love. Maybe if you've been sending what us. Love, what else have you been playing, Tom? What have I been playing? Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of just said. I mean, I've been playing Dyad, Starhawk. Uh, so let me let me give you guys a little story. Um, now, I mean, he's not on this episode, but so I could speak freely about this. Um, you know, no holds barred. I could just, even though he might be listening, you know, I, I've got, there's no going back from this. This has ended our friendship. So, Rob, mm-hmm. let me get your, like, your, your opinion on this. So, you say, hey, Don. I mean, I okay, admittedly, I come to you and I say, Rob, let's play this game. And you're like, all right. We play a game, we have a good time doing it, we make jokes, we burst through more than half Are of the game. Are you talking about Spelunky? No, it's a, it's a, it's a first-person shooter on the PlayStation 3. We played it on superhuman mode, which is the hardest difficulty, had a blast, got through more than halfway of the game, stopped, said, hey, let's do this again sometime soon, all right. Approximately two weeks later, maybe even more, you have not ever played the game with me, despite us both having played other games many times. What do you think about this? I would say that I approached you a million times. Tim. Tim Noons. <laughs> Tim Noons, you fucker. Tim Noons. I've approached you to play Resistance 3 with Resistance me so 3, many yeah. times. We got halfway through the campaign and you fucking ditched me. And I've, I've openly said, Tim, I've openly said on Twitter, I've come on Twitter and I've said, Tim, can you play with me? And you've been like, fuck you. You've been ignoring me. And then I've done it on <laughs> Facebook, ignoring me. I've done it on PlayStation Network. Heck, I've even gone through my Vita's messaging system and messaged him from my Vita and been like, yo, bro, let's do this Resistance 3. So much so that I even had to barge in and rob this Rob. Rob and another uh, PSU uh, staff member Joseph, Joseph Fate and Rob were talking about something one day, and I just barged in and said, "You guys <laughs> have to play Resistance Three with me." Um, and they both, they were both like, "I don't know." Own Resistance I think 3. actually we were still talking about fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome segue! We, we, this is the second time we segue into Resistance from Power Rangers. Um, yeah. But anyway, Tim, it's over between us. And if you'd like to apologize, you'd have to do so publicly. So, Tim, send an email to podcast at PSU if you want to apologize to me about this. But you know what? Things just aren't the same, man. Because <laughs> we were laughing. We were crying. We had our good times. We had our bad times. But it was fun. All this happened in about a three-hour span. All these times I'm talking about happened in a three-hour span of playing Resistance 3. And that game is fun in co-op. You know why? Because Resistance 3 is fun. Take that, Resistance 2. Um, <laughs> anyway... God damn it. So I haven't been playing Resistance 3 th- thanks to Timothy Noons, the ditcher. <laughs> Timothy the ditcher Noons. Uh, I apologize for him. Timothy, he'll always let you down, Noons. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's too busy having his phone telling him he's in Brazil and then thinking his phone is telling him he's in Mexico. So, yeah. Lulz. All right, man. Well, I don't really have any other news we want to go through. Uh, you, don't, you, you got anything else you want to talk about? 
Eh, no. Eh, it's been a good episode. I really enjoy having you on every single time. Um, uh, you're welcome. I'm sorry I'm ill. And stuff. That's okay. But even though you're ill, can you tell us what magazine you work for, Rob? Well, I work for a magazine called Linux User and Developer. You can catch us daily at linuxuser.co.uk and subscribe to us and all that jazz. And, you know, um, I like my job. It's awesome. I, I write about lots of open source software and free stuff. You know, it's um, very different from Windows and OS X and games writing. So, can, I, yeah. can I ask you, even though yeah. it's very different from games writing, mm-hmm. was the OUYA like a topic of discussion at work? The OUYA, of course it was, because it's Android-based. And yeah. Android is uh, based on Linux, and uh, that's something we talk about in the magazine. So uh, we actually sit opposite the Android magazine called Android Magazine. Cool. And so we had a brief conversation about it. I'm not so hot on it. I don't think it's – I'm not quite sure about it. No. As someone who uses Android, I know the pitfalls of Android. So uh, No, that console won't go anywhere. I'll tell you right now. It's not – like we, we mentioned it saying, oh, it's interesting. But I'm telling you right now, the OUYA is going nowhere. It's, it's, no. it's rootable. It's openly they, – they advertise the fact that you can hack it. Meaning yeah, that developers are going to stay the f away from it. Like it's yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's something like free to play games and stuff like that. But yeah, because it's free yeah, to play, it's going to make it difficult. You so. know, the day it was announced, I saw people. I was reading comments saying like, "Oh, this is going to totally ruin uh, multiplayer. People are just going to be cheating. Oh, when Call of Duty comes on this, people are going to be what Call of Duty? When, when when is Activision going to be like, oh, Call of Duty on the easiest hackable platform ever? That's exactly what we want. <laughs> never, never." This is why you don't get fucking video games on Linux, because everyone could just hack the shit out of it. And then you get the people that make Linux who want there to be open source games. It's like, no. no yeah, just, right. It's media, it's entertainment. You can't have open source video games. The no. OUYA is a cool, uh, is a very cool uh, idea. $99. Yep. However, it is... There are a lot uh, of people that, are gonna, that, that kickstarted that, they're going to get the OUYA and then realize within a week that they're just playing Android games, yeah. and then one month that they're not getting any more games ever again. Former, a former IGN employee, actually, I think, is a, a big uh, cheese at the company that makes Ouya. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're going to pick up an Ouya and do what with it? You're going to play all those all those uh, games? We're going to have to hack it because that's what I'm like. Exactly. Gonna you're going to buy a $99 machine, you're going to bring it home and play SNES ROMs on it, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, but much. for nine nine dollars, are SNES ROMs awesome? I don't know. You can do a lot cheaper. We can do it with the Raspberry Pi, which costs you twenty five dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I have one sitting in my office for some work I need to do on that. So. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. um, I mean, they're, they're hard to get, but like you know, we um, some of the directors of the company just got one, and they didn't know how to use it. They just gave it to us to use. I'm like, okay. I mean, we um, what part of our magazine actually is we have like a mini Raspberry Pi magazine side. And we have like two or three tutorials on stuff to do with the Raspberry Pi every month, and like it's really so cool stuff. Have, just um, fill in the listeners and fill myself in in case I'm misunderstanding. You're talking about the sorry. tiny like business card uh, PC, the, the, the tiny system on a chip PC um, built mainly to kind of try and get kids to kind of code again. But you know, it's a, a it is um, you know it's you only run Linux on it. It's um, very small, but it's kind of optimized for kind of enough power to run 1080p video from it. Mm-hmm. So it's good for you know doing ROM stuff and you can play uh, what I'm doing the next feature I'm doing is kind of create your own XBMC server on it which is you know Xbox Media Server and then you can hook that into your TV and you know watch all your streamed you can watch all your content streamed from your other PC or plugged in with a USB stick to your um, Raspberry Pi and you know it's no bigger than a fucking business card so, what's it called know. Rob? The what, my magazine no not the magazine oh, both I guess the, ras- the Raspberry Pi the PI yeah um, okay the, the, 
raspberry um, pi yeah which is still difficult to get hold of but you can get it for like uh, the one they're selling right now is 35 dollars uh and it comes with an ethernet port the 25 dollar one will not and uh yeah it's um cool little thing you know it's uh if you want to try and get into programming and you don't want to kind of ruin your pc and you you, you know who doesn't have like 25 dollars spare and, you know mm-hmm. you can just buy it. That's 25 it. bucks yeah and uh yeah it's cool so video games video games yeah. can this thing run diablo 3 no, but it can run through Quake 3 Arena because everyone still cares about Quake 3 Arena. Because everybody one. still cares about Quake. Jesus, that game moves at a high speed. Oh, yeah, but that's Quake. Quake, Quake is kind of awesome for that, but Quake is also like, Quake 3 Arena is like 14, like 14 15 fucking years old or what have you. So Jesus, I implore yeah. listeners to just go back and tr- just try Quake 3. Just just <laughs> jump into it for five minutes and have your face melted off. That's and- a free online like web-based version of it which you can play, which is go. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can can you pimp? Uh, do, you have, do you know the URL? Uh, oh, I fucking I have no idea. Look, search for it on Google. I'm sure you'll find it. But hey, I mean, those are the days. Like you know, when you get PC gamers talking about kind of frame rates and stuff, and like when it, basically when um you know, 60 frames per second on console is like kind of the holy grail because that's like the the kind of the good rate that you can kind of get your eyes kind of adjusted to when like you can actually see it. It's very fluid. Mm-hmm. Like 30 will just about do, but if you're like a PC gamer, you're going to notice it a lot. With Quake 3, people wanted to get like a frame rate of about 150, and they weren't satisfied if they if they got less than 120. So yeah, that's how far off the fucking game we basically. Because immediately from sitting down and touching the keyboard and mouse, you'll see that like Jesus, I am running at a ludicrous speed, yeah. and it's just people are flying across the map. <laughs> oh, it's great! Throwing bow guns at me and stuff like it's that. Great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, make sure to check out. Actually, you know what? Just in case that I don't add another part to this podcast, make sure that you check out PSU.com on Twitter at PSU.com uh, on Facebook as well, PlayStation Universe. We're actually hosting a really great giveaway. Uh, what what it is right now is that you're giving away any game people want, isn't it? Any game you want. So you're like, hmm, I haven't picked up Silent Hill HD Collection, or I didn't pick up Max Payne. You go to our Facebook page. Just give us your email address. Uh, obviously, if you win, we'll have to contact you somehow. Uh, so your email address, uh, your you have to be over 18 to enter, and your name. And that is all you need. Oh, yeah, sorry, and your mailing address, obviously, if you win. That is all Will you, you need. Will you be a uh, mint condition copy of the gold um, Nintendo championship cartridge? You see, we discussed that kind of stuff. <laughs> we discussed that internally. We are like, so people are going to ask for just the craziest, ludicrous stuff. And I believe we did point that out in the rules. We said uh, just a standard edition. You can't be like Skyrim, Collector's Edition or anything because not even the price that it would cost for us to buy that. It's just the shipping. Like which yeah. people asking for bigger boxes, it just ruins everything. And the great part about this contest is that it's open worldwide. So... Yeah. Uh, we don't often get to do it uh, in the way that we want. But since we're based in Montreal, what ends up happening a lot is you see those contests that say, um, you see those contests that say, oh, uh, U.S. and Canada, except for Quebec. Uh, yeah. That happens all the time. And uh, what, we're, 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 what we're doing right now is just opening the contest worldwide. So you live in Japan, you can enter it, we'll send it to you, whatever. We'll take care of all the costs. But uh, just, just don't ask for a copy of Persona 4 Golden. Just ask for whatever game you want. Just seriously, just... Whatever game you want, it's it's a PS3 game, obviously, so you can't be like, uh, you know, World Championships uh, on NES or whatever. Um, So a PS3 game, ask for it. If you win, we'll send it to you. We're picking away one uh, winner a week, 
And we're doing this for four weeks, see how much people enjoy the free game. But at the end of four weeks, I'm giving you a little scoop here, derailed listeners. Uh, we're going to be giving away a free year of PlayStation Plus. Uh, after we do four weeks mm-hmm. of video games, we'll try a year of PlayStation Plus, see how much people like that. Then either we'll continue rolling with PlayStation Plus memberships or uh, we'll uh, we'll go back to games. We'll see whatever people like most. But I asked, I entered, and I asked for Max Payne 3. <laughs> Um, the best part is that there's actually a small possibility. Here's the thing: is that there's the possibility of me winning, but if I win, I we we'll just repick because like the what we're using, we're using a super uh like we just we have the list and we have this uh software or whatever just pick someone something from the list and we're literally rolling with whatever it is and let's say if it says uh Africa, some dude in Africa and he wants the game Africa. We gotta set that up for him. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta find a copy of Africa that will run and work in Africa and send it to Africa. What happened to that game? I guess some people bought it and some people don't. Didn't did? So, did know. that come out here? Uh, in I have North no America? fucking idea. Did it come out in Europe? May I don't think it came out in Europe, but it definitely also came out in Japan because I got I, I've got that Japanese awesome theme with the zebras that kind of walk across my screen. Um, but I'm not sure if it came out in the US. It might have done. Huh. That game was awesome in some way. <laughs> hmm. Have a look. So we're just doing. We're breaking the first rule of podcasting is not to kind of do fact check. We might actually podcasting. Um, it's okay. So. Um, the, the trick is that you got to kind of keep talking while while you're doing the trick. Here's, and here's I how can you tell do. you that it came out on October the sixth, two thousand and nine, in North America, a whole year after it came out in Japan. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Well, I missed that gem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, again, make sure you check us out on Twitter. You can follow Fez and I at... I call him Fez. It's just his nickname. His name's actually Rob. Similar to how uh, if you see my uh, online username, it would be Other and just like my Twitter name. So we kind of have the same thing going on. It's our name, first three letters, and then our screen name. Right, Rob? Pretty much, yeah. Like, you're Don Other. Yep, Don Other, at D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. And Rob is at Rob Fez. Uh, at R-O-B-T-H-E-Z slash Z, whatever you whatever country you call it from. So, R-O-B-T-H-E-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-
Rob's wetsuit separately, and then I'll start a recording with Mike. Mike couldn't uh, join us before, but now he has some time. So, um, yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this little extra through the episode. So, Mike, talk to me. Yo, well, I'm back from holiday, which is good. Yeah, there, there there wasn't an episode for about three weeks, which I apologized in the, the last segment. Uh, there wasn't an episode in about like two weeks, and um, that's why we're coming back to you guys hard this week. But um, you can blame it all on Mike. Yeah, just blame it on me. He kind of took time off, and you know, I was like, "Hey, Mike." All fell apart. All fell apart. No, it's not his fault. We were, I, like I said, we were all super busy. But then with yeah. Mike not not being here for a while, it kind of, uh, you know, what's derailed without Mike Heritance? Oh, other, other than a really good podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, what you been playing? I've been playing quite a few games, actually. I've been going through um, the raid mode on Resident Evil Revelations, which is like the mercenaries mode from the other games, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. It's pretty challenging, actually, harder than the mercenaries. Um, I've also been going on um, Mario 3D Land, but I've, I've completed the main um, campaign, and after you do that, you get to like a special stage. Like there's eight standard worlds, and then you go on to the eight special worlds, which I didn't actually know about. So that's a pleasant surprise. You definitely get your money's worth of that game. It's it's pretty cool. They uh, a lot of the stages like they're redesigned and stuff. You have like different parameters. Like you've got 30 seconds to start off with, and you have to keep collecting these time capsules. Um, you get these really annoying little shadow Mario's chasing you around, which are from Mario Galaxy. But it, it's really good, man. Really challenging. Uh, so, so they're yeah. not. They're not. Are they still Italian or are they like Mexican? <laughs> yeah, they're still Italian. They make an Italian noise like whoa. <laughs> so you know? Mario, the most uh, not racist video game character ever, uh, made by Japanese people, <laughs> said to be ethnically Italian, looks like a Mexican, and yep. uh, loved by Americans. So Mario, the uh, the idol for anti-video game racism. Yeah, there we go. Uh, apart from that, I've been on, um, actually, I think um, you've been on this as well, the uh, Resident Evil Chronicles HD collection. I have been playing that. Yeah, that I've got on, game. yeah, I've been on um, going through um, Umbrella Chronicles trying to get the files and stuff because I completed the actual, all the missions and stuff. Okay. I've been doing a bit of co-op with my mate on that, which is good. Um, I'm just going through Dark Side Chronicles now a bit more to collect the um, files and stuff. It's, um, can, uh, I forgot... Can... Sorry, Mike. I'll, I'll let you finish, but uh, just um, can we go? Can we talk a little bit about Umbrella Chronicles? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, would you? Yeah. Um, well, basically, well, well what do you want to say about Dark Side Chronicles? Just I was just saying, I've forgotten how difficult that game is compared to Umbrella Chronicles really? with the shaky camera and everything. Yeah, it, it's a lot more cinematic, though. Okay, um, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, Dark Side uh, Umbrella Chronicles. Uh, it's for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically a recap of. Um, Resident Evil uh, 0, 1, and 3, mm-hmm. plus you get a whole new scenario set in um, 2003, which is basically Umbrella's downfall. And you, um, there's a lot of other side missions as well that you can do, like um, Ada and Hunk and stuff like that, and pretty, quite a few other cool ones with Wesker. I won't spoil them. Um, but uh, they, um, each one has, like, three chapters in, and it's kind of like it's a condensed version of the games. Um, obviously, it's a rail shooter, so they can't possibly put everything in there. But it, it does a pretty good job. Um, like with Resident Evil 1, you you know, you're in the mansion, then you go to the, the uh, courtyard uh, and the guardhouse, and then you go to the labs and stuff. Yeah. Um, the uh, one thing I will say, and I, I actually really want to say this real quick, um, Resident Evil um, 3's scenario, um, the Raccoon City one, that is actually really, really botched because what they've done is they've taken all the backgrounds from Outbreak, Resident Evil Outbreak which is on PS2 and they put made a scenario out of that and the thing is that never ha- uh, the, what they've done, they've taken their areas and stuff which never actually 
were actually shown in the game. But it, in in the actual in actual Resident Evil Three, they've completely changed the story because they didn't redesign Resident Evil 3's locations, which are completely different than Outbreak. So you're missing key characters. That is that. so weird. Yeah, you're missing key characters. Like, oh, I'm just going to say it. Resident Evil 3 is, what, 13 years old? You, uh, Nikolai and Mikhail aren't in it, so that's Dude, completely crazy. First of all, so it, yeah, <laughs> when you started by saying... I didn't want to cut you off because I'm king of doing that, but when you, when you, when no, you started no, sure. saying... When you were like, oh, Resident Evil uh, Umbrella Chronicles is kind of a recap of one... Three and zero. First yeah. off, to my surprise, I, I started Umbrella Chronicles, which is a Wii, uh, a port of the the Wii games, the light gun shooter uh, in HD for PS3, and you can get them yeah. in a bundle right now. Uh, Umbrella Chronicles and Darkside Chronicles for I believe like maybe twenty two dollars if you're PlayStation yeah. Plus, twenty five or they, something. They're going to be individually released um, later this month. As well. Okay, great. Uh, as for like if it's worth your money, like as a value proposition, I mean, I mean. $25, you could get some pretty crazy stuff on the PlayStation Network. Admittedly, these are two full games, quote-unquote, uh, quote-unquote, yeah. quote-unquote full. Like, uh, I mean, they are they were released at some point on the Wii for $50 a pop, right? Um, I don't know if it was that much, but yeah, they are full games. I mean, there's quite yeah. a lot of content in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like <laughs> they, they really wanted to capture what Resident Evil 0, 1, and 3 was. And, and let me just let me just add in there what the hell's up with choosing Resident Evil 0, 1, and 3. That's pretty damn random. I mean, I, I, I would have done 1, 2, and 3 and have that in one game. Well, I guess they didn't want to have like one edition that's you must get in the other one that's all the side stuff like umbrella um sorry code veronica and zero so i guess it's kind of smart the way they did it but like you were yeah. saying i mean i was expecting when i was like oh shit i'm gonna play through the story of resident evil one that's crazy except for when i did it <laughs> i recognized nothing but bosses from resident <laughs> Evil one and maybe that opening scene where when they uh they all walk into the the mansion together and resident yeah. evil 3 like you're saying is the, is the one i actually just finished um is the most random. The, yes. None of this stuff ever happened in Resident Evil. <laughs> exactly. And I yeah. just have no idea what's. I'm like, where's Nemesis? Like, uh, what is going on? Nemesis is supposed to be chasing me throughout this whole game, and I thought it was gonna be really cool because Nemesis uh, would be chasing. I mean, at least I saw Tyrant, Tyrant in Resident Evil One or, or something. Like there, yep. were, there, there was aspects of those old games, but um, no, I'm, I'm kind of unimpressed by the story. However, I have to say, you know, like you're you're paying 22 bucks for this. It's meant to play with a friend. If you're actually playing with a buddy, um, yeah, you'll, you'll get your money's worth. It, it's it's fun enough to be. Uh, it's a it's a very decent light gun shooter, um, mm-hmm. yes, based on the Resident Evil universe. So that gives it. Uh, that gives it a positive side compared to most other light gun shooters out there anyway. I mean, at least it's based off Resident Evil, and it's made by Capcom, so you know that there's some <laughs> some added quality there. But it, it's just... It, would, would I pay would I pay $30 for this bundle? No. Would I would I buy it again? I don't know. It's a good thing that th- both games are bundled together for like 20 bucks, because... Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't played Dark Side Chronicles yet, but I, I, you, you said it gets better than, than Umbrella Chronicles, right? Yeah, it's, um, the graphics are much better, and it's far more cinematic, because they've got the okay. whole Blair Witch-style shaky cam and stuff, and it's really good. And what, what, uh, just to touch on what you were saying about the choice of the games and stuff, basically, what, for, as far as I can see, what they've done is they've taken Chris and Jill stuff and put that in Umbrella Chronicles, and in Dark Side Chronicles, it's all about Leon and Claire, which is why you've got two and Co-Veronica in that one. Yeah. Yeah, and a new scenario with Leon and Krauser. So that's I think that's what they've done. Like, Umbrella Chronicles is really all about Wesker as well. 
it's totally all about West. He's narrating the whole game and stuff. But I'm uh, you know, Dark Side. Sorry, what? They give you an error. They give you a, like a message when you start Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles. Uh, you can play. You obviously play with the move, and you can play it just with the move, or you yeah. can play it as they recommend. They say, "Hey, this is going to be a lot better if you use the move and a navigation controller, or like a controller." You basically need to be holding something in your left hand that has an analog stick. Now you could choose to play without that, or like you know they say it's optimal to play with it. So. When I started playing, I actually played just with the move, and then I, I immediately realized that, like, hold on, if I can actually move around the environment with the left analog stick, that would be way better and make the game way funner. I was wrong. It's still a rail shooter. All you all you can do with yeah. the analog move stick the is camera. slightly move the camera, which yeah. changes pretty much nothing. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it, yeah. You changes. can only, like, look... Look a couple of inches left or right, and that's it. <laughs> Which really only helps you one, once every like half an hour when you're trying to, you know, pick up something you you missed in the yeah, environment. Yeah, it was a zombie just outside the screen. You can't quite yeah, yeah. get a headshot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, ever. Like picking up that stuff was that, that just done in such a cheap way. Like. Oh, break all the breakable <laughs> uh, objects in a level, which ninety percent of them end up being lights. So, yeah. uh, and then. And then at one out of every 20 will have either a gun or, or some file that, by the way, when you unlock, it acts exactly like the files in Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, meaning that it's not like a narrator reading you some awesome Resident Evil story. No, you have to quit back to the main menu and actually access your files and then read through them, like left pa- page, press rights to go to next page, next page, next page. Like keep reading yeah. through, like, oh, <laughs> great, welcome to when Resident Evil 1 came out. This is so much fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're fun to play with a friend. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and a lot like, of as, like so they are good. But if you haven't played Resident Evil Three, um, don't <laughs> and you play uh, Umbrella Chronicles, don't think that's what Resident Evil Three is like. Play, get actually pick up a copy of Resident Evil Three on PSN. You can get it dirt cheap and play that. <laughs> true, true, true. And yeah. you know, with firmware one point eight coming to the Vita, you'll be able to play these PS One classics. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which is a good segue. I think we're done with Umbrella Chronicles, right? Yep. Actually, you know what? Uh, right before we, we jump off, uh, Dark Side Chronicles. How are how is the game in comparison to Umbrella Chronicles? What changes can I can I? Is there anything different with the way I upgrade my guns? Is it a better game or? Because that came out a few years later, right? Yeah, that was two thousand. Sorry, excuse me. That was two thousand and nine. Umbrella Chronicles was um, two thousand and seven, so that's five years old. Um, it, yeah, like I said, the, the graphics are better. It's much more cinematic. The um, uh, the upgrading system is pretty much the same, except you're getting um, uh, you have cash this time. You know, and the when you had like star points or whatever they were in um, Dark Side Chronicles, you upgrade by um, collecting cash, which you shoot. You know, again, you shoot the environment. You can pick up gold bars and coins and stuff like that. Okay. And you spend spend the money on upgrading. It's actually a lot more strict the upgrade system because like an up, even just upgrading your pistol costs a hell of a lot of money. So it's a lot more strict. So you have to uh, choose your upgrades wisely, which is a little bit more. I guess you could say strategically, strategic, oh, I can't say, you know what I'm trying to say. He's trying to say strategic. Yeah, rewarding. <laughs> um, because you have to really pick and choose what you're going to do. Like, do I upgrade this um, shotgun? Do I, you know, do I upgrade the capacity in my handgun? Am I going to use this gun or whatever? But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's more or less the same in that sense. And the, uh, there's less um, quick time events in it. Definitely less quick time events. So um, the zombies don't really um, 
they tend to bite you more without grabbing you and you can't shake them off. Because remember in Umbrella Chronicles, they grab, they run up to you and grab you and you'd be able to shake the Wiimote, not Wiimote, sorry, the PlayStation move. And you could like stab a knife in their head or whatever. But Don't worry. A- I fucked up like that too way worse when actually uh, Doug, Steven and I were at E3. We were actually recording Steven and I playing um, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Yeah. And at one point, there's even a video of that up on PSU, uh, one of the few videos we have. But um there's a video of of me talking about it while I'm playing, and I accidentally let's I call the game Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which <laughs> was a terrible slip. But uh, yeah, that just that reminded me of it. But um, yeah, I mean it's not like the PlayStation Move controller is a ripoff of the the Wii remote yeah, at exactly. all. No, I yeah. mean come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's less quick time events, which is good for me because I was sick of trying them. My bloody hand was aching after that. <laughs> um. But yeah, I like it. I think it's it is the better game. But I think there's more content, certainly more missions at least in Umbrella Chronicles. But what you have in Dark Side Chronicles, the missions are uh, there's more of. I think they're long, a bit longer. Okay. There's certainly Resident Evil Two is, um, for example, Resident Evil three, uh, One in uh, Umbrella Chronicles is three chapters, and Resident Evil Two in uh, Dark Side Chronicles is oh, I think it's. Five chapters, something okay, like that. Okay, but are you playing as like Claire and Leon, like legitimately yeah. going through the game? Yeah, it's um, uh, yeah. One of the differences now, if you're playing alone, your part, even though um, the AI is there and stuff. Like in a Brother Chronicles, they would talk, but you wouldn't see them. Now you actually see them on the screen, and you actually have to save them. They get grabbed by a zombie, you have to push them off and everything, so that you feel as if you're not, you know, it's not just you walking around. Um, uh, but yeah, it's Leon and Claire for Resident Evil um, 2. It's Steve and Claire for Resident Evil Co. Veronica and Leon and Krauser for the new scenario. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a good game, though. It's, um, there's a lot more... The dialogue is better. Um, like I said, it's more cinematic. I think the they, I think they're pretty faithful in terms of retelling the story in a, uh, to accommodate the um, uh, rail shooter mechanics and stuff. They do a pretty... They do a good job. Res- I really enjoy Resident Evil 2. I've been through that several times. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, you should get started on that, man. It's, it's I should, really I should. Um, just some more Dyad, and then some more Pixel Junk 4AM. And it's cool. the weekend, it's Friday, and have a great weekend, listeners, by the way. It's, just, it's really Aye. nice here in Montreal. Make sure you enjoy the summer sun. Um, how, how, how is the weather looking in Dragonland, Mike? <laughs> oh, that's, oh God, that's a whole new podcast on its own, man. The weather here has honestly been shit. It's, it, it was last month in June. It was the wettest June on record, I think. That's like over a hundred years, okay. and it's just been raining constantly. I'm not. I, I mean, you probably hear this a lot. Oh yeah, it's crap over here. But seriously, this year has been abysmal. It really has been terrible. I cannot remember in all my 28 years on this earth it being so shit. Would seriously. you call this the Duke Nukem Forever of years? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely is a do do good forever. I'm such an asshole. Uh, let's uh, let's get a little bit more positive here. Forget about all that negativity, Mike. Let's uh, let's get into yeah. some love. You ready for some love? Oh yeah, I'm ready for some love. We Come haven't on. done this in a while, but let's read some okay. uh, listener mail. Oh yeah. Oh god, I'm all. Oh, I I've got it. Open, Don't worry. I've got the mail in front of me. <laughs> I'm actually more organized when I'm in the office. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so first one from uh, Jeremy Sequeira. This one was actually. Uh, in the back of our in, of my inbox, we didn't forget about you, Jeremy. Thanks for the mail. And um, he's actually Bu B Y U U from the PSU forums. Um, I didn't get this one to a while. I didn't get 
Sorry, I didn't get to this email for a while, but uh, I always told myself I would because this guy sounds awesome. He says, uh, hey guys, just finished listening to your After E3 podcast. Great work again. Love listening to you guys. Thought I'd send in a question. I'm a big lover of video game music and was just wondering, what would be your favorite, each of you guys' favorite? No, I guess he just made a little mistake. What would be each of your guys' favorite video game soundtrack? Uh, again, great pos- great podcast. Keep up the good work, Jeremy Bew from the PSU Forums. So, uh, Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy slash Bew. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Um, oh, he God, wants to know what our favorite, hands down, number one favorite soundtrack would be. Oh, not, not like a top five. He wants to know our favorite one. Like, I'll pick your favorite, favorite. one, or, or oh, and if you lie, you have oh. to shoot your mom in the face. So don't oh, lie. Uh, you go first, because I'm... Uh, um, I, as host of PlayStation Derailed, officially request you go first, even though you're also host. <laughs> okay, well, no joking. I've got so many, uh, so many ones that I could consider my favorite. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm just gonna drop mine. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Mine goes to Meg Man X on Super Nintendo. Meg Man X and Super Nintendo. The that music is ingrained into my brain. If you uh, if you haven't listen to much Meg Man X music, if maybe if it was before your time, um, YouTube it, Meg Man X Storm Eagle, uh, Meg Man X, um, just do any of the freaking bosses. Um, okay, maybe. I've got one, I've got one. Mine would be Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. How, did, how do you feel about my pick being so much cooler than yours? Hey, Sorry. hey, don't diss Sonic and Knuckles, man. <laughs> Sorry about that, we have a bomb going off at the office. Um... So, Mike, did you just call in that bomb threat? Or all right, I'll get to another email. <laughs> so this one is from guess who? Uh, Fonz. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Fonz, by the way, and I have to give a shout out to Fonz. Fonz, you are the best. Uh, I was feeling I was feeling pretty shitty on Twitter one day, and then Fonz came to rescue and sent me some love. So Fonz, uh, we've already given you love in this podcast, <laughs> but you were one of our original fans. So uh, thank you again. Much love to you, brother. Uh, you'll always hey. be the number one derailed fan. Yeah. Oh, hey, Fonz. How's it going, bro? Hey, Fonz. Answer back. How's it going? Why aren't you answering <laughs> back? Why aren't you? Yo, I think I'm doing great. How are you, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> so Fonz says from 6 to 10 to 6 to 15, they were oh okay sorry sorry they were showing a marathon of um, the hundred top hundred games of all time. He's talking about another site here, uh, and the number one game was the original Super Mario Bros. Do you guys agree, or do you feel a different game should take the number one spot? So um, the original get, Mario. Yeah, so basically the original Mario, which Mike thinks I've never fucking played. <laughs> uh, yeah, you think I forgot about that, huh? <laughs> um, so the original Mario gets the number one spot on i'm guessing another site so mike if you had to give number one video game ever what would it be oh no i'm not joking i'm not i know it's a cop out but i couldn't call it there's just too many games too many games all right i I will say this as much as i love the original mario brothers which and it is amazing i would personally if it was going to go to a mario game i would have chose super mario 3 or super mario world uh super mario world was the best i'll say it right now i'm yeah. putting this on, on everybody's face super mario world was the best old school super mario game yeah it was awesome and i'll defend that to my grave because yeah. one was awesome it, it defined a platforming genre sure it opened yeah. up the world to great new things but if you're actually just talking about which game is the best for what it did to the world of course super mario bros one is is yeah. the, the greatest but if you're t- talking about the funnest to play out of super mario one two and three it's and world which some people uh you know some people 
call Super Mario uh, Bros. Four, I guess. Well, it was going to be reco- it was yeah. going to be called Four anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. it, I mean, if you all, all of those games have all aged fantastically, but World, oh, yeah. Super Mario World has so much content in it that it's just it's just extremely fun. It's it's fun today. It'll be fun. Yeah, I, I, pl- I played it um oh, just over about eighteen months ago, and it's amazing how much they packed into that still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario World. If you've never played an old school Super Mario, first uh, correct yourself by suicide, and then maybe uh, try Super Mario World. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought you died there. Oh no, I'm no. fine. Another email. This Sorry. one is from uh, another podcast super fan. You know what, Fonz? You you've got you've got uh you've got competition because Brett Johnson. <laughs> oh, Brett. Yeah. So loves him. His derailed. Um, What's up, he, Brett? He even uh, sent us in uh, an intro one episode. If you if you listen to a few episodes back, we have this awesome guitar intro that Brett recorded just for us. Didn't use uh, intros anymore. I I didn't use it last episode. I don't know. I I, I get kind of sometimes it gets crazy because uh, sometimes I I really don't have much time to edit or I'm just oh, bit, right. busy working on something else. And then, I remember you, I remember you used to open up with a with you pick one funny quote that I be I, yeah, I, I mean, said. I, the I, podcast. Still, I still do that all the time, including in this episode. This episode does have that stuff, but uh, yeah. you won't know what it is until you listen. So, it's probably be counting French or something. Like <laughs> so, um, uh, Brett says Sorry, PlayStation All Stars BR. I am very much looking forward to PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, and yes, I agree with you, Don. Let's lose the battle royale in the title. It's way too long. I did have doubts about this game, as most most did or or do. He says, so I did have doubts on this game, as most did or do, but until I read and saw your video that Don and Steve played uh, had, and had such a good time with it, I was sold and will be buying this game. Uh, also, uh, this, is, this is awesome. This is my favorite part of the email. Uh, also, I just wanted to let you know that I am not the same Brett that was talking shit about you, Don, with that <laughs> Metal Gear Solid article on PSU's site. I have never played the game's online feature, so I don't have an opinion about it. Uh, but anyway, when I heard Mike say my name on the podcast, even though it wasn't me, it bothered my conscience because I don't want you all thinking I was a troll slash hater like that asshole was making himself up to be. I wouldn't diss any of you guys' opinions. Just wanted to clear that up. Much love for PSU as always. Musician and gamer, Brett Johnson. Now listen, motherfucker, Brett Johnson, and I'm talking to the fake here. You you stepped on the wrong toes, buddy. You're fucking imitating, you're impersonating the real, the talented musician gamer, Brett Johnson. Now you're on D-Rail's bad side. So once we find out who you are, fake Brett Johnson, we're coming after you. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for the email, Brett. Uh, you're awesome. Yeah. And we totally knew it wasn't him. I remember. I know the one. I know what he's talking about. It was some other some other guy in the. Uh, I think it was the um, Metal Gear Online article you did. All right. And he was complaining. That he was quite rude. <laughs> we've got a. We've got another email here. Um, it's for, it's a little bit longer, but it actually does. It's actually pretty well written. It's thought provoking. I actually enjoy it. Uh, it's from a listener from Finland. And I'm super sorry, listener. I don't mean to uh, butcher your name here, but I'm going for it. Serhi Siba. That's an awesome name, Serhi. So um, he says, hi, guys. Do you know why many of the popular PS3 games are missing from the PlayStation Store? I prefer to own my games as digital downloads. So do I, Serhi. Because in my opinion, it is so much more convenient. Games do not occupy your shelf space. Collecting dust, you can't lose or damage them. No cheap-ass friend is asking you to borrow anything, etc. (laughs) (laughs) He says, as far as I know, Sony takes 30% from sales on the store, so some publishers may be hesitant to sell games like that, which which I understand. 
but Sony's own games aren't there, which makes no sense to me. I still haven't played Uncharted 3, God of War 3, Twisted Metal, Resistance Killzone, uh, and Sony has been recently talking about digital downloads being the way of the future. Uh, there even was a rumor that they were planning for PS4 to be download only, yet only a small percentage of their own catalog of games is distributed digitally. Uh, I'm happy with P- PS Vita having all of its games on the store so far and releasing them at the same time as cart versions. Uh, I've also read something about PS Plus somewhere and legal notes on the store which said something about losing the ability to play PS Plus content as soon as your membership expires and you don't renew it. Do you know anything about that? Keep your podcast funny. Greetings from Finland. Uh, thanks, Sergi. Um Okay, so uh, I'll answer the PS Plus question. PS Plus... Plush, the PSP... PlayStation plushie. <laughs> the plushie question. No, PS Plus question. Basically, what you do is you sign up for a PS Plus account. Uh, you have your account for a year. And then... All the games you choose to download for free, basically all the games that Sony uh, gives you with a subscription, uh, you lose when you do not have a membership. Basically, you do not have access to play those games anymore. Say you signed up for PS Plus a day and a year ago, then all those games that you've downloaded throughout this past year, you won't have access to play them. So they'll be on your cross-media bar, you'll press X on it, and it'll say, oh, blah, 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 you're not a PS Plus member, go kill yourself. Um <laughs> If you've, however, these are only games that you've downloaded that were totally free. So basically, a lot of those minis, you know, like uh, Infamous 2, Little Big Planet 2, all those games they showed. Your instant game collection, that kind of stuff disappears. However, if you've bought stuff on special, like if you get a special PS Plus discount, which is honestly what I use my PS Plus membership for, you get like crazy discounts on a lot of stuff. Uh, you get stuff early. If you actually paid. One cent for something, as long as you paid actual money for something, you get to keep it, regardless of the discount. So if PlayStation Plus was offering like a 95% discount for this one piece of content and you paid for it, that's something you do not lose when your membership expires. Make sense? Cool. Sounds good to me. All right. Um, So as for his question about why Sony games aren't on the store, Mike, do you know anything about that? Because, I mean, I think Sony has been pretty good with uh, putting their games on the store. I would actually argue that third-party publishers don't have enough of their games on the store. But um, um, Well, I know they've just got Uncharted 1 and 2 up there, haven't they? They're yeah, now available. they got Uncharted 1 and 2, and he, he cites uh, Uncharted 3, God of War 3, Twisted Metal, Resistance, and Killzone as games he hasn't played, but he's interested in playing. So uh, I know uh, that... I know that God of War 3 isn't there, but God, the God of War collections are. Twisted yeah, Metal isn't there, but it should be. I agree with you. Uncharted 3 is not there, but it, it'll be there soon, trust me. Yeah, Uncharted that's supposed to be a newer game. So. Yeah, yeah, Uncharted 1 yeah. and 2 are there. Um, Resistance? I think he's right. There there are no Resistance games in the... Uh, wow, I'm surprised about that. Killzone either. Mm. I mean, you can download mm. the Killzone 3 multiplayer component, but you can't actually, yeah. you can't actually download the campaign. Cool so, game, yeah. uh, good points. You know, he, he actually kind of trumped us he brought up all these games and uh, they actually yeah. do not have these games on on the store yeah Except well admit, admittedly i'm not you know i don't download games at all i bought you know i've got either get them obviously sent to review or i buy them myself so i'm not really up up on that but i, I do a lot of psn updates and i think i remember seeing a few sony games go up but i think it's just the um the older ones like he said i reckon um stuff like Uncharted 3 and all that kind of stuff they'll probably go up eventually well I mean but then again look at um, Uncharted 1 and 2 I mean Uncharted 1's nearly 5 years old isn't yeah. it and that's yeah, taken yeah. all this time to go up so I guess they, I guess there's quite a delay but I'd imagine um, with digital downloads becoming more popular that they're trying hopefully cut the time the wait time down a bit yeah. because you know you don't want to wait 3 or 4 years do you you know Rob and I Fez and I uh, in the 
first part of this episode, we're actually going into specifics and going into detail about Sony buying Gaikai and what we think mm. uh, that could entail. Um, honestly, the fact that Uncharted 3 isn't on the store right now is stupid. The only point for that, I think, is the bandwidth. Uh, it'd be yeah. a lot of bandwidth, but even then, whatever. If people are willing to pay for it, just fucking throw it up there. Twisted Metal not being there, that's stupid. All, the Resistance yeah. games not being there, that is stupid as well. And if uh, if you guys, if you'd like um, a suggestion on which Resistance games to play, I suggest you play one, and then maybe rent two, and then maybe buy three, because three is really good, and two is not, but one is also pretty damn good. It was a great launch title, that's for sure. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're all fun to play in co-op. Um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, as to why those games aren't on the store, I'm not sure. But unlike Mike, I actually prefer to. I, I'm, I am, I I live in the digital age, Mike. Unlike you, old man, <laughs> I prefer all my things digital, whether it be music, video. Um, yeah, I know you do. Downloading Buffy and watching it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Netflix. sacrilege, man. Oh, yeah, Plus, Netflix. Can't wait to get my Netflix. I've got my DVDs and I watch them with Proud, man. I like having my <laughs> shit on the shelf and saying, I own this. Look, I'm holding this. I own it. It's not Yo, some my... imaginary thing. Yeah, how about this? How about when I light your house on fire and you, you lose your collection and I don't? What are you going to do? Light my server on fire? Good luck finding it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Your server might, I don't know, get some sort of fucking virus or hacked and shit. <laughs> you lose everything. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of true. You know, uh, funny story. When PlayStation Network got hacked, um, Netflix still worked. So you would launch Netflix, and um, even though PSN was down, it would it would tell you like Netflix actually like. Um, made this available to people. It was just it, you had to jump through a loop. So you'd launch Netflix, and it'd be like. Um, Sorry, you cannot watch Netflix because you have to sign in. Would you like to sign in? And you say yes to sign in, and then you say cancel the sign in, and it's just like, all right, I believe you did something, and it just loads you into Netflix, so you didn't have to be connected to the PlayStation Network to watch Netflix. And if it wasn't for that, I would have probably set, like thrown my PS3 out the window because it was it would have been so useless. Uh, I, I when the PSN was down, I watched a lot of Netflix. Um, I bet. But yeah. So um, Fonz also writes in and says, Don, now that you have a Vita, what do you think about it so far? Uh, what do you like about it least? What is something you want to see added to the Vita? All right, I'll answer your question. I'm interested to know, actually. Yeah, I've been uh, spending a lot of time on my Vita, actually. I've actually got it here on my desk. Um, what do I think about it? I think it is the sweetest handheld system ever made. I think um, it's a great fucking gaming platform. Does it have the games it needs? No, it doesn't. It needs more games ASAP. Um I've already beaten Uncharted two and a half times. Like I'm, I'm on my third playthrough of Uncharted, and holy crap, man! Yeah, I, I already on my third playthrough. I've been playing uh, MotorStorm RC, and this is all on the go, by the way. I, I love the Vita because, uh, let's say I'm, I'm at a, a friend's house, or I'm, I'm in a friend's car, and we're just like road tripping it, or like taking a drive to like someplace far, and I just have my Vita with me. It just, it's so good, it's so good for everything. Plop it mm-hmm. down on like. The dashboard, watch some videos while driving. Not safe at all. I do not condone that. Do not do that. But uh, <laughs> you got the um, starter pack with the case and everything. I did get the starter pack. Yeah, cool. I did get the starter pack. Actually, and I got it because I saw your tweet of it and thought, "Damn, I need that. I need a case." So thanks for that. <laughs> the 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 same case that came in the starter pack, like that little gel case. Yeah, I yeah. love that case. Mm-hmm. I like it so much better than the travel cases that like are big hard plastic. Yeah, uh, those just those I cannot put in my pocket. But the gel case that just goes over the Vita is really useful, actually. Yeah, so what do I what do I like about it, Fonz? Um, it's f- fucking fantastic. It's integration with uh, PlayStation. I love I love how Sony is kind of taking the Apple route and kind of integrating uh, all my products into one 
you know, yeah. one fucking tied together network. So it's like, I know now that the Vita games I'll be playing next year and the year after, and the PlayStation 4 games I will be playing, will fucking all add, um, you know, the games I've played in trophies and my friends list. It'll have that stretch across all networks and platforms, and I really think that's really cool. Like the PlayStation Network, I'm I'm built into it, so like I kind of I kind of, you know, like if Xbox, like I'll just give you an example. If Microsoft came out with a handheld next year. Regardless of how awesome it might be, I'd be slightly hesitant to jump over because I'm now built into the, you know, the PlayStation Network. It's where all my friends are. It's where my all my profile is, my account is, all my yeah. stuff. Um, so I think that's 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 a really cool thing. Um, trophies. Plus, you know, they're thinking about PS4 as well. With these, yeah, uh, you know, they've already way ahead. Definitely. Um, what do I like least about it? I can tell you, it happened this morning. Um, <laughs> so, I, I bring my Vita. You know, my, my Vita is right next to my uh, my bed, so it's right like on my like night night table, and then uh, you know I can't sleep, I can't sleep, tossing and turning. All right, I'll I'll pull my Vita out for ten minutes, play, and get my eyes tired. I'm playing some Final Fantasy four right now, um, <laughs> which is awesome. But um, so playing Final Fantasy four. All right, I feel like sleeping after ten minutes. Just I, I just press the sleep button on my Vita, put it on my night table, wake up in the morning, grab my Vita. <laughs> Oh, you know, this is let's check what's going on in, in the world of Twitter, because uh, I actually enjoy browsing Twitter on on my Vita. Oh, guess what? My Vita's dead. So that means it died while it was sleeping. Like if we're talking about like, dude, my Nintendo DS has been sleeping for about maybe six months. I'm not even joking. <laughs> hasn't been open in at least six months, and I guarantee you that if I go into my room and just flick that switch, it'll like it'll be glowing green and like super battery powered, like. The, some, the, the Vita dies when it's sleeping, which is just something I, I, I can't get. Is it really? I can't believe that. Yeah, it's, this isn't the first time it's happened either. Um, yeah. It's because I think it's still trying to sync Live Area and Near and uh, stuff in the background. Because oh, right, yeah. have that stuff to set to like always sync, which works out when I'm traveling, but it, I guess it doesn't work out when it's just there. But still, that stuff should kind of, you know, be using yeah. minimal. Anyways, anyway, well, I haven't really left it asleep. Um, if I've left it asleep for a long time, it's always plugged into the mains charging, so I suppose I'm giving it a chance to die, really. Yeah, so what I like least about the Vita, the battery, it's not too bad, but like mm. when I'm playing Uncharted, that thing lasts me about like three hours on a full charge if I'm yeah. Um, yeah, I understand that's Uncharted, you know, and mm. the Vita's still great. You I mean, you could charge it by, US, uh, by USB, and there's USB ports everywhere nowadays, so. It's not that bad. But anyway, battery could be better, but I understand why it's the way it is. Uh, the machine is a beast. So what's something new I want to see added to the Vita? Games? And uh, No, <laughs> it has quite a few good games. It's a good thing. You know what's the saving grace for the Vita right now? That it, it has access to all of PSP's library. If it didn't, if, if you couldn't just like download any PSP game you want, man, pf, there are just no other Vita games out right now. There's are you sure? Wait. As in any PSP game, do you mean that literally? Yeah. Because I want to download Silent Hill um, Origins, and I didn't see that on there. No, you most definitely can. Shit. Yeah, totally, dude. That, well, hold on a sec. Is this like, is it different for different regions? Because I swear I went on there and I didn't see Silent Hill Origins, because I would download that in an instant, totally. Yeah, you know what? Silent Hill Origins, that's... Wait a second. I bought that. I should yeah, have that. Do. Yeah, you do have it. Yeah, I should have it. you know what it's actually confusing because there isn't actually a a nice clean uh layout for going and uh 
like you can't do as much on the Vita PlayStation Store. I noticed. Um, it's actually pretty restricted as to what you can and can't see, but you know, there's not a, you can go through your download list, which I assume is the only way of checking the games you own. But, uh, even then, just like the PS3 version, going through your download list and scrolling all the way down, if you've been using your PlayStation account for years, it's just so full of shit that literally my Vita crashed like hard locked when I was scrolling down after like 600 entries. Um, yeah, my Vita, my Vita crashed and then I had to like kind of like do the reset you know by holding the button for like 20 seconds or whatever anyway mm. so uh yeah there's actually no good way to uh sort through look through all the stuff you own so that kind of sucks what i'd like to see added to the vita features like that um that make it more usable what else would i like to see added to the vita hmm it's hulu you know two weeks ago or just over i would have like said definitely youtube but to my delight they added youtube when i got back from holiday which really pleased me yeah, here's the thing: is I'm always carrying my cell phone too, so it not having YouTube didn't really bothering me bother me because I could just yeah my phone. Yeah, it's different. For, oh yeah, of course, like everyone with a cell phone these days, yeah. you know, they're always using that. But for someone like me who doesn't actually have a phone, I want yeah, to my, Mike is kind of living the life of uh, a lumberjack, and <laughs> he focuses on training his body, and then technology can take the back seat. But then he's obviously biased because <laughs> he works for PSU and. You know, PS3 is packed with technology, so he kind of contradicts himself. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, my Vita is kind of like my phone. That's got everything I need. I can Skype people on there. I can, you know, I, I've now got YouTube, which is great, and it's got all the other bits and pieces, man. I just love that thing. You For know, someone like me, it's even cooler. You should probably just be honest with the listeners. I mean, be honest on why you hate cell phones. This is kind of like almost like a superhero comic book uh, origin story. Mike, just I know it, it hurts you to talk about it, but just can you go, can you go into like I mean? Yeah, I was sexually assaulted. By well, oh, you were sexually assaulted. I didn't know. Like I mean, I know, I know that uh, a cell phone shot both of your parents in a dark alley. Uh, I'm not, oh, I don't know, man. I just ugh, I don't know what it is. Many, I think it's I just don't need one. I just communicate by phone, regular phone, or especially email and Skype now, and it's just. Yeah, I don't know. that's how I love calling my friends. Uh, hey, hi, can I speak to Bob? Oh, this isn't Bob. Oh, this is the wrong number. Sorry. Uh, anyway, let's get off. Top. Uh, We're getting off topic. Yeah, it's, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just don't like phones. Or I hate the way people rely on them for everything these days and everything. I just miss when a phone was a phone. Okay? Yeah, when it, like, I yeah. cannot wait till one day you're stranded in the woods and a fucking bear just eats your legs off. Just eats <laughs> your legs off. And then and then I hope you hear my voice like saying, <laughs> where the fuck is your cell phone now? And were you going to run to a landline? Yeah, with what legs? Well, I'm not going to I'm make sure that I'm not in the middle of some Canadian forest with <laughs> bears coming up. <laughs> like, I'm going to make sure I win the fight with that bear. Damn right, Paul Phoenix versus Kuma and Tekken, didn't he? I'll be like, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, uh, well, why do you think I've fucking been training so hard so right, that yeah, that's, it doesn't like happen? A bear, man. So I can knock the shit out of a bear in one punch. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, well, what I'd like to see added to the Vita, I mean, features like that, uh, a better PlayStation Store experience, but um, right a now, a better web browser, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, check this out, this pisses me off, why am I Why am I able to check Twitter, while, while I'm in a game, I'm able to check Twitter, and not only that, uh, in Twitter, I can open up uh, someone's link, 
and browse the internet from there. However, when I'm in game and I minimize and hit the browser, it says, "Oh, you're gonna have to quit the game to do this." Oh, really, really, talk. browser? Because <laughs> I, I just, I just started like while playing this game, I, I ran Twitter and the browser, and you're telling me I can't just do the browser, and also it pisses me off. I'm in a game, I can't run Facebook. What's up with that? I don't know. Just stupid yeah. restrictions. I know the Vita can handle all this stuff with flying colors, this freaking quad-core processor, but it's just with these weird restrictions on the system. Don, I've got a quick question, actually. It's related. Um, how often do you use Vita for Facebook and Twitter? Just Facebook, out of interest. not at all on my Vita. Twitter, often, because I like the Twitter experience on my Vita and because it's actually like its own little program. It's called like a live tweet. It's, oh, right, okay. Yeah, and Facebook kind of has like their own app there, but live tweets actually pretty cool. It works really well on the Vita and most most importantly, like I just said, I can I can access Twitter while I'm playing a game. It's literally I'm in uncharted home button Twitter and it's up. It's up and running, which is super impressive. Um, Sweet, man. But anyway, yeah, so stuff I'd like to see added. Mm, you know what I want? I want like an official made by Sony hand grip. Like a sexy Sexy. A hand grip. Nyko has it. It's the it's the power power grip uh, for the Vita that I'll actually be reviewing. I think next week. And uh, here's a little tidbit for derailed uh, little scoop. We actually we're gonna have one to give away soon. So maybe in a week's time we'll uh, be holding a a contest and you you can win a Vita power grip, which is it attaches to the back of your Vita, adds two handles, and also uh, plugs into the uh, the USB charger port and uh, it says it gives it a little battery. I don't know. I'm going to have to uh, check it out. I, I really don't know what to think. My main concern is that it's going to ruin portability because it's kind of yeah. big. And I, then at that point, what's the point? You know, like I have my Vita on the go. Um, but anyway, so what I'd want to see added is that basically uh, uh, just a better battery somehow. I don't know. Um, Canada also doesn't have the 3G, the 3G version of the Vita, which is weird. Do they have that in uh, yeah. Europe, Mike? Yeah, they do, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. it'd be great if that stuff was free, but who wants another subscription these days? Like, how many things are you already subscribed to? You know, like, mm. people are subscribed to a million things. Who wants an extra thing that they'll have to pay every um, A confession, I don't actually have a clue what 3G is. Would you mind giving me a quick rundown? 3G? Like, uh, you know, co- connected to the internet, no matter where you are? Like, mobile network? Like, uh, you know, kind of how your phone can have the internet on it? Mike, you are, oh, right. just, you are just the cutest person of all time. What? You not knowing what 3G is is blowing. My mind. <laughs> it's actually blowing my mind. Like you're, you're live blowing my mind. That sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, it's like a mobile network. So, next question, oh, uh, Mike. This is more towards you. Just like last question, yep. kind of directed towards me. This is also from Fonz. This will be our last, our last one because we're kind of running out of time here. Uh, Fonz yeah. says that I read that Ada might have her own campaign in Resident Evil 6. Mike, knowing you, uh, yeah. fan of the series, uh, do you think that's a good move on Capcom's part? If she does make an appearance, what are your views on that? Good question, Fonz. Yeah, I thought it might be that one actually when you said it was angled towards me. Uh, yeah, I've read these rumors. Um, I think it's very likely. We know Ada's in the story, and she's had her own side story before in Resident Evil 4 or separate ways. Um, from what we've seen, we haven't seen much of Ada so far in the trailers, but she seems to play an important role. Um, I think it would be, I mean, yeah, I mean, but more the merrier, right? I mean, there's three campaigns so far, I think. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, Jake, and uh, Leon. Uh, they're already pretty substantial world accounts, and having a fourth campaign, you know, that only sweetens the deal. You know, even if it, even if it was just some random mercenary or whatever, another campaign's always good to flesh out the story, flesh things out. Um, I think I wouldn't mind seeing Ada again. I think it'd be cool. I still no, uh, I don't well, care. I don't want Ada. 
She could, okay. She could just disappear, and I'll. I, I'll she won't. Okay, be I was being a bit more polite. I was being polite there, actually. Yeah, I'm actually. I don't know. I don't honestly. I know. I don't mind her, but at the same time, I just wish they would bring back someone else. I, I want to see what Barry and Rebecca are doing. It's been fucking ten years already, man. This show. You know, if it for, actually no, forget Barry and Rebecca. Yeah. How about Claire? Claire hasn't. She's a major character who hasn't been in it since Co Veronica. No. In the official. What. Let's just see Capcom do something else. How about that? How about they scrap Resident Evil? And I know, like, the name is huge now. There's movies. and the, But, like, what else can Capcom do? You know? Like, what, what else can that team do in terms of survival horror? Are they just going are, are mm. to be okay with not having scary games anymore? Or what? Well, it's like, not survival. It hasn't been survival horror since Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it hasn't been that for a while. I don't know. I, I don't know. If I can, as far as I can see, all they can do really is just... I think they should just... I'd rather they just kind of like moved on from that kind of thing and brought in some new characters because what I wanted from a series, what I envisioned is too late now because they moved too many years forward with Resident Evil 4. They should have totally closed off the whole Umbrella arc after Raccoon City with a proper game with, you know, all the surviving stars members going to take down Umbrella or, you know, things happening in just a couple of, you know, around the early... 2000s before Umbrella folded, you know. All right, Mike. Game. You give me, right now on Derailed, give me your ultimate Resident Evil game. In your uh, head, what would be the Resident Evil game you want to see Capcom make as a long-time series fan? Um, okay, well, can I include remakes in that? <laughs> um, no. Oh, you're a bastard. <laughs> sure, sure. Go ahead. I would totally say a re- proper... Re- okay. A proper Resident Evil 2 remake done in the classic pre-rendered background style, just like the Resident Evil 1 remake. That would be my dream game. But why does that... it have to, you, you, I think, yeah, like, sure. I mean, those games in that vein, but I don't think it has to be pre-rendered. I mean, the only reason that the backgrounds were pre-rendered back then is so that it can look really pretty and that they'd have the extra, you know, polygon count for the character. Yeah, model. I know, but think about how damn gorgeous it would look with these, with the capabilities of these consoles. It would be photorealistic. True, true. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they could do it. it. Listen, it would be good in Resident Evil 4 style. Well, I'm sure it would. I mean, the graphics have always been a highlight in Resident Evil, no matter what platform they're on. But okay, remakes aside, because I'm not going to be a total cop out. I would have loved to have seen something set after Co-Veronica, say around I don't know 1999, 2000 in the timeline when Umbrella was still around. I said it with um, Barry, Chris, Barry Burton. And, yeah, Barry Burton. Yep, yeah. Barry have Barry, Chris, Jill and possibly Rebecca have something made around, maybe a few cameos from some people, just this, just this awesome, massive, you know, another classic outbreak thing, uh, another outbreak where they all come together and kind of tie off, tie, um, tie up all the loose ends. Maybe they go their separate ways after, and then we come to where we are in Resident Evil 4. I would just love to see this, ma- you know, all, uh, loads of classic, you know, zombies, loads of classic bioweapons come back. You know, maybe to, you know, take down this, take down Umbrella in this massive kind of like headquarters and stuff. This is what me and my mates always imagined, you know, because they got they got loads of headquarters everywhere. Like in Europe, they got a HQ in Europe. Go there, take the fight to Umbrella like they were going to do, like they built it up, like they built up, you know, in Co-Veronica. Yeah, we were actually talking about this in our forums. And listeners, by the way, if you haven't actually checked out our forums, I implore you to, especially if you're a fan of the things we talk about here. I mean, we talk about all the same things on the forums, if not more. Uh, pretty much every day. So, I mean, if you want to get engaged with other people like us and like yourself that would, you know, talk like to talk about some of the less, you know, more hardcore niche titles of PlayStation, then definitely check out our forums. So, like I was saying, uh, on our forums, we were actually 
talking about um, games that we'd like to see added to the Vita, and I, my suggestion was actually Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 redone with, like, you know, I don't know, Golden Abyss-level graphics or something like that, you know, just some, something that looks really nice on the Vita. I don't, I don't nice. just want, I just don't want, I don't want, like, up-res PS1 textures, for fuck's sake. Like, uh, I'd like Capcom to actually do something with Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, however... Yeah, make I, it from the ground up. Yeah, right after I posted that, I was like, wait a second. You know what? This is more me specifically. I never played um, Resident Evil Zero, and uh, what I wanted to ask you, Mike, is yeah, I never actually played Zero. What I wanted to ask you is um, when I played Umbrella Chronicles, you know, it kind of ran me past the story of Zero. How much was that not actually Zero? (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, that's interesting. Um, It's it's actually it is quite a good recap, to be fair. But they, um, I mean, how much, how far do you want me to go in, man? I mean, do you want spoilers or what? No, I don't want spoilers. But I mean, like, what did I actually see? Did I? I mean, I didn't get any of the story of Zero. I mean, I get that they're strangers and then they fell in love immediately. But like, (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. It's just I. I look like I'll 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 I, I digress. I just I'd like Capcom to make Resident Evil portable, like Mike said. Will we ever see some of these games? You know, okay, okay, you know what, Mike? Let's just let's just start wrapping up and talk about yeah. the big news. Oh, just for the, just for the record, though, uh, Zero gave you a decent recap of what's going on. Okay, I'll just okay. say that. Yeah, you got the gist. Okay. Um. So today's news, or yesterday, late yesterday's news. Oh, sorry, today's news. What am I talking about? I was mm-hmm. talking as if we were Saturday. Um. Today's news. Actually, I don't think we mentioned this before, but um. There's some free DLC coming to Pure, Pure Chess this summer, and you can name it. Just head over to our site. You can find out how. Um, you can also win one of 50 voucher codes for free chess on either PSN or Vita. Sorry, PS3 or Vita. You remember when we were talking about Willem Dafoe co-starting in uh, Beyond? Yeah, we were wrong. Um, that's just <laughs> another stupid internet rumor that was started that everybody believed. But apparently, Kadeem Hardison, who played <clears throat> he played um, Dwayne Wayne on A Different World. It was a spinoff of uh, the, Cros- the Cosby Show. Um, he will actually be playing um, the role of... I can't remember the guy's name. I don't think I have his name. He, he'll be playing uh, basically uh, the role of a paranormal investigator who, quote-unquote, raises Jody Holmes. Um, you know, he, I guess he's a mentor who kind of deals with her psychologically and tries to explain her that, you know, these paranormal things are real, but she's going to have to live, learn to live with them. And so uh, it's interesting that there's, there are actually other actors, uh, that are going to be included in beyond like, uh, Eric Winter, who will, you know, he has been in a few things, nothing really major. He's not too, too famous. Um, Eric Winter, and he's going to be, he, he, apparently he was seen in a mocap suit. Uh, in a video shown in San Diego Comic-Con, David Cage was there at a panel, a Beyond panel, and uh, they showed a video of um, Ellen Page and Eric Winter dressed up in mocap suits, just doing a bunch of crazy stuff. So will Eric Winter be – you could Google him if you don't know who he is. Will Eric Winter be a uh, you know a prominent actor in Beyond? Who the hell knows? But um, I'm curious mm-hmm. to find out. But no William Defoe. <laughs> No Willem Dafoe. Also, big news. The PS3 version of the Street Fighter 25th Anniversary Collector Set, that's always a mouthful, uh, includes a lot of exclusive ex- extra exclusive content that Capcom announced at Cap- Comic-Con. So, uh, I don't know why the love for the PS3 version, but I'm not complaining. Um, basically, oh, Capcom yeah. said, 
you know, we love you PlayStation owners. And if you buy this, you'll get access. Here's what you'll get access to regularly, like even on the Xbox version. So in case you're unaware, uh, this is like a culmination of the past 25 years of Street Fighter. And it retails for $149. You get four games from the Street Fighter series. Um, Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Street Fighter 3 Third Strike Online Edition. Um, Street Fighter Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. And Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Uh, including all character DLC. Uh, costume swap DLC. Uh, you get exclusive video content. You get two Blu-ray discs, including a documentaries. Um, you know, Street Fighter through the years. All the episodes of the Street Fighter animated series. Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Um, anime movies for Street Fighter Four and Super Street Fighter Four. And you also get uh, profound influence the franchise has had on the fans. Which, by the way, <laughs> like I said on an earlier episode, I'm actually in that because um, <laughs> they recorded that footage at Sweet. PAX East. Yeah, and I'm actually in that with two of my friends. Just I don't think they'll include us because of the swearing and the vulgar language and just the, <laughs> the shit I was saying about Street Fighter. Picture, p- picture this. If Capcom pulled me aside, uh, Don Oliveira, if Capcom pulled me aside and said, hey, Don, why don't you talk about uh, the history of Street Fighter and where you want to see it going? And I just kind of went in there. with I was talking about, like, sequelitis. I was like, there are too many damn Street Fighter games. And I'm like, Capcom, get your shit together. Anyways, they won't use what I said, but I, if they do, it'll be hilarious. Um, so, yeah, you'll also get a light-up 8-inch Ryu statue that looks pretty badass, to be totally honest. 11-disc uh, soundtrack. 64-page hardcover book, Ryu's Belt, which is actually a freaking martial arts belt that you can wear. Um, certificate of Authenticity. Uh, basically, each collector set will, will come with an individually numbered uh, certificate. And then here's what they added to the PS3 version. This is If you buy the PS3 version, you will not get this on the Xbox version. Basically, you get Street Fighter Alpha. Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3 as PS1 classics. These are downloads, so they don't take up space uh, on the, in the box set. You get all of Street Fighter 3 Third Strikes DLC. Uh, you get Street Fighter Alpha 3 Max on the PSP. So they're actually giving you Street Fighter Alpha 3 twice. They're saying, here's the PSP, here's the PS1 classic, and here's the game on PSP, which I don't know, at that point, I don't know why you would play a PS1 classic, like, ever, especially if... Uh, the Vita is getting PS1 classic support. But anyway, or sorry, the Vita already has PSP uh, support. But anyway, and to top it off, this is the cherry on the cake. This blows my mind, by the way. You get 175 PlayStation Network avatars, which is just <laughs> an ungodly amount of avatars. What are, what are you going to do with 175 avatars? That's ridiculous. But anyway. And you can uh, put them on a rotor. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a few extra things, but... Um, I mean, it, it, it kind of, for me at least, it does make the PlayStation 3 version of the collector set the one to own. Well, yeah, the alphas are meant to be really good, aren't they? Street yeah, they alpha. actually are really good. <laughs> they yeah. are legitimately good games. Um, yeah. Here, let's do some quick fire stuff. Um, Mike, what can you tell us about Assassin's Creed 3's Wolfpack mode? Uh, this is a co-op-based mode where you basically, you, I think it's for up to four players where you have to team up to take down um, your targets and... I think was oh is it twenty five waves? Twenty five waves of NPC yeah. targets to assassinate. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, a mode that Ubisoft just unveiled today. Yeah, uh, this, I think it was from a, um, a Comic Con video or something that yeah. um, another uh, IGN picked up. But it's um, yeah, it's um, uh, it uses a lot of the stuff from the other the uh, previous multiplayer experiences. Like you know, you got the HUD and every the circular HUD and everything. Right, and right. Um, yeah, but it's um, teamwork is the key here, and the uh, waves are meant to get progressively harder. 
okay. as things go on. So um, it's, uh, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, I admittedly haven't played Assassin's Creed online. I really, really want to, but I haven't played it online. So I don't know. Oh, I can't really add much more to that, but that's the facts anyway. Cool. Yeah. Uh Lego Batman 2 actually led the June 2012 NPD, surprisingly. Uh, well, it's actually not surprising. You want to know why? Because that, that game is available on 360, Wii, PS3, Nintendo DS, 3DS, PlayStation Vita, and PC. So all those SKUs together wow. landed Lego Batman 2 DC superheroes uh, at first spot. Yeah. Um, Plus Batman's second, kind of like the thing right now, what with the Dark Knight Rises and everything. True, and, and also it's a family yeah. game. Um, yeah, exactly. So Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon got second. I mean, I'm talking about Future Soldier. Diablo 3 is still up there at third. Max Payne 3, uh, fourth. NBA 2K 12, fifth. Sixth, Batman Arkham City, which is super surprising. But I guess, yeah, everybody wants to get on the Batman now yeah. uh, for the movie. Pokemon Con- Conquest on uh, Nintendo DS. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is still up there. Then Battlefield 3, and then The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I'm surprised that um, Skyrim isn't still in there. Mm, lol. Some EA movie. says that Mirror's Edge 2 is quote unquote on the list. On the list. Put it on the list. So, right. speaking to Game Informer, um, Frank Gibault revealed that Mirror's Edge 2 is on the publisher's giants, the publisher giant, publishing giants, sorry, giants. Like, I'm, ruining, <laughs> I'm ruining your beautiful copy. Uh, oh, it's on you. the publishing giants to do list and reiterated that the company still has a lot of enthusiasm for the IP. Um, but obviously right now EA, they said they have nothing to announce on the potential follow-up. But uh, Jibot did say, quote, we have nothing to announce. Uh, quote, we love Faith. We love the property. It's really about how and when uh, do you bring it back. It's on the list. It's just about looking at what teams are available, who's got the right approach to it, and who understands it. Um, so, yeah. So it's a thing, basically. So, yeah, it's a video game, as he's saying. <laughs> it's um, a thing. And then I, I love uh, Equinox. He commented on the article, just just please, comma, EA, dot, 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 please don't screw it up. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Um, it's yeah, it's got a lot it, of fans, man. Yeah, it, it's got a lot yeah. of fans because it was kind of niche. If you're going to do it, do it right. I don't want to see Mirror's Edge 2, uh, you know, Mirror's Edge 2, colon, reloaded, reactioned. Revengeance. Revengeance. <laughs> and just Faith yeah. running around, running and gunning. You know, the worst part of Mirror's Edge 1 was the guns. If I see a sequel with more guns, I'll be upset. But interestingly, Stephen Williamson didn't see much of the game. <laughs> Steve didn't... Yeah, I kind of forgot his surname there. But is it Williams hey, or Williamson? <laughs> I just forgot my surname, Mike. Honestly. Oh, uh, oh I'm sorry, Stephen. Sorry. Oh. Fucking also. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Sorry, um, Steve. Oh, I'll go and hang my head in shame in a minute. Oh, but when Don asks you to do it, you don't do it. But when I do, you do. Motherfucker. Listen to Don more. <laughs> He's a good guy. Uh, I plan to, Stephen. <laughs> I really do. Is that supposed to be me? That's a fucking terrible impersonation. Actually, anyway. no. Uh, no, it's uh, Ozzy Osbourne, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> our own Kyle Prawl went hands-on with Borderlands 2 at a recent... Uh, it was actually on Wednesday or something. Uh, yeah, really recently. Yeah, he just like back. Wednesday's Borderlands 2 event in New York, and... Um, he had a lot to say about it. He, if you, if you check our site, we have a plethora of Borderlands 2 content up there. Um, basically, I'm just blowing through it. He played. He played as Zero. He calls him Zero as the character replacing the Hunter from Borderlands 1. He calls him the enigmatic assassin in the headline. You should go read that. It's a great preview. You can also share weapons and loot with all your characters in Borderlands 2, which is interesting. 
if you're a fan of Borderlands, then you'll, you'd want to know what badass points are. Uh, basically, they offer you boosts if you're a hardcore Borderlands 2 player. I won't say uh, any more on that as to not give away you know, Kyle's awesome feature. So go, go to the site if you're a Borderlands 2 uh, aficionado and read about that. Borderlands 2 will also, this is actually pretty big news, will have no required installation on PS3, uh, meaning that there won't be any install. Um, which is pretty... I like it. I mean, uh, that's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind an install, though. That's all I, I wanted to add to that is, like, it doesn't bother me when a game installs because I know that it's doing that for a good reason. In fact, whenever I'm presented with the opportunity to install, the game asks, you know, usually, like, Street Fighter or something like even Final Fantasy IV on PSP or even something like Monster Hunter, it asks you, hey, do you want to install the game? And it'll decrease loading times and stuff like that. I mean, what do you think about that, Mike? Do you usually install games when you're given the choice? Um, actually, I hmm, sort of half and half, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, um, I never install stuff on the 360, I can tell you that for yeah, a fact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but on PS3, um, uh, I, I tend, it depends really. I mean, um, I have a lot of trouble with, um, my, my PS3 needs a really big clean out, to be honest, so I tend not to try and weigh it down as much as I can. Okay. But yeah, um, I mean, it's, once it's done, it's um, you know, it's handy to have and everything, you know, decreased loading times and all that or whatever. Okay. But um, yeah, I do, um, yeah, um, in the moment it's sort of half an hour really, I guess. All right, then rounding up news posts, uh, posts on the site. We'll just talk about uh, a recent post Mike did. Mike made an article. Here are some of the easiest PS3 Platinum Trophy games, and in it. You said, in it, Mike, you said, in it. Megamind, Ultimate Showdown, Terminator Salvation, Trying to Platinum. Basically, I got the plan for that uh, <laughs> earlier this week. I really wanted to scream, but I'm in the office. Um, Burnout Paradise, WWE Legends of WrestleMania. So if you guys want some easy plats, look into those games. Now, let's just get into a little bit of our uh, recent reviews, and we can uh, send off this episode. Yep, sounds good to me. All right, so when is the last time we podcasted, Mike? Oh, it was definitely was before I went away, and that was two weeks ago, so it must be about three weeks. You know what? I'll just uh, start with your HD Chronicles review. So, like we were talking about earlier, Mike was talking about uh, Resident Evil Chronicles HD collection, which is that um, collection of both light gun shooter games. Um, like I said, it's a lot of fun when you're playing co-op. Mike gave it an 8.0. You said that uh, Resident Evil Chronicles HD collection... HD Collection offers two solid rail shooters packed to the rafters with challenging gameplay, ample fan service, and yet another reason to dust off those PS Move controllers. I think I would have given it an 8.0 just for that, just because my Move controllers have been unused uh, <laughs> until um, HD Chronicles came along. Yeah. Um, so you like the classic Resident Evil locations and enemies remastered in HD, the challenging and satisfying undead blasting action, and heaps of content to unlock. Uh, yeah. What you didn't like were the dodgy visuals, uh, the voice acting, it was a mixed bag, and the Dark Side Chronicles shaky cam can prove annoying. Yeah, it can. It does detract from things. They go a bit too crazy with it at times, and it's like when you're trying to shoot a zombie or get some of the, pick up some loot or whatever, it's like, oh, for God's sake, just stand still, Leon, for two seconds, man. Okay, great. Um, yeah. It's hard to score that, though. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just you've got to think about, you know, they're two games, you know, they're older games, obviously. You have to weigh up the price. True. And the quality, you know, it's, but it's, it was good. I think it's solid, man. And the good thing is, um, 
uh, non-fans will like it as well because it's just easy to digest, you know. I think you did a good job of re- reviewing those games. I probably would have given it the same score as you. I mean, I can't say right now because I haven't played uh, yeah, Dark, Side. Uh, Dark Side. Yeah, exactly. And you said that that was the better one. But if I had to review it, is, it right yeah. now, uh, I mean, right now, just Umbrella Chronicles for the. I mean, for what I gave it, I mean, I just, I'd probably give Umbrella Chronicles a seven because it's. I mean, I just didn't have that much fun with it, but I had a lot of fun because I was playing a co-op. But yeah. I am uh, really looking forward to uh, Dark Side Chronicles. Yeah, it is. It is a weaker game, but it's still a good. It's still a good um, game to play um, uh, with a mate, especially. I prefer playing Dark Side on my own and Umbrella Chronicles with a mate. You know what, Mike? You know what's yeah. not a weak game. What? We actually gave away a lot of these games on the podcast a few weeks ago. The Walking Dead, Telltale's The Walking Dead. Oh, yes, yes. It's an episodic game series by Telltale, uh, in the same vein as their usual adventure games, but let me tell you, this is the best one yet. Um, I reviewed episode one and episode two very closely, I mean, close together. I mean, I played episode one uh, right after it came out, but I since since all the reviews were already out, we actually decided internally to just wait for episode two, and it worked out. It was, it was really nice. And I, you, you saw that hub, hub that I built for... Uh, um, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I actually enjoy the idea of that. So that by the time episode five is out, I'll actually bump up that hub, and basically you'll be able to just, you know, see all reviews there uh, if you That's want. That's a good so, idea. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I enjoy it. But like, so back to those games. So episode one, I had a lot of fun with episode one. I think I actually talked about it, uh, maybe on a previous podcast or something like that. But uh, I, I, my review, I said that I gave it a 9.0 on 10, and I said a new day proves to be Telltale Games' best outing in the adventure genre in recent memory, if not ever. This is episodic gaming done right, and just like the Walking Dead TV show, we can't wait for the next episode. And what I liked uh, was the very human set of characters. Um, the story was engaging, and the characters involved nicely. Evolved nicely, sorry. Uh, and the great cel shaded art keeps the game super stylized and pretty. What I didn't like, though, was the slight audio and visual hiccups, which don't ruin the experience at all. But you know, it does get a little bit annoying when uh, just halfway through a, a cutscene or something, just the voice, the voices hitch or just go out of sync for a few seconds. You know, that stuff's annoying, but it's not not game breaking at all. You know. Yeah. Um. So I really enjoyed the Walking Dead episode one. But I also really enjoyed The Walking Dead episode 2. Uh, I also gave that a 9.0. Um, um... I said that proving that you don't need zombie ga- zombies to make a great zombie story, Telltale ups the ante in almost every way with Starve for Help. Uh, Starve for Help is the name of episode 2. Episode 1 is a new day. Episode 2 is called Starve for Help. And I said it's even more brutal uh, even more brutal than the content in episode 2 is the wait for episode 3. Um, <laughs> I like the high level of suspense throughout. The choices from episode one elegantly trans- transition into episode two, and the plot twists. Uh, there are plot twists, believe it or not. Um, we dis- I dislike the audio-visual hiccups during a few transition- transitions and an- animations. Uh, it actually got worse than in the first episode. Uh, more audio-visual hiccups. But the thing is, again, not game-breaking. Slightly annoying. If yeah. it gets worse, I mentioned this in my review, if it gets worse, it'll be a problem. Here's the thing. I openly admit in my review that episode two is a better game. Episode yeah. 2 is a better game than Episode 1, but they both have the same score, and this is why. Even though Episode 2 is action-packed, and... Not action-packed, sorry. It's actually not action-packed. It's all about the characters and, you know, the inhumanity of man and stuff like that. But the thing is, um, it had way better pacing and always kept me on the edge of my seat. However, why I got the same score as Episode 1 is because, at the end of the day, this game is... You know, episode two was a suspense thriller. Episode one was really introducing you to the characters, which is yeah. 
equally as important. If if episode one didn't do such a great job of introducing me to the characters, I wouldn't care about episode two being a, a thriller because I wouldn't care yeah. about these characters dying. If it wasn't for episode one that actually made me care about these characters, episode two would be that much less impactful because I wouldn't really care. But I do really care, and that's what episode one really pulled off. Whether you realize it or not, even though uh, if you look at it on paper, episode two is a better game, episode one, Telltale did a great job of actually introducing you to the characters slowly, slowly, making you actually care about them. So uh, they both got 9.0s. And whether or not the future Walking Dead episodes will get 9.0s, I don't know. But if it continues on the track that it's on, heck yes, because those games are fantastic. Um, actually, I've got a question, mate. These are these are based on the comics, right? They're not based on the TV series, is exactly. that right? Or... The TV series right. is also based on the comics, but they changed. They, yeah. they they went a little crazy with a few things. You know, added their yeah. own story, added their own characters. These oh, are okay. new characters set in the comic book world, but it actually oh, okay. um, new characters set in the comic book world. But you do see a few recurring characters that you know are in the comic books, and you can interact with them and stuff, and it's fun. Cool, um, sounds good, man. Robert Manning, our own Q guy, uh, reviewed Inversion. Not so stellar. He gave it a 5.0. He says, yeah, he says, in the end, and this is harsh, he says, in the end, you will likely finish the game in about seven to nine hours, but still feel like you didn't play it. It's that forgettable. Um, (laughs) He said that in version, he liked the graphics and the destructible environments. Uh, He said they're Mm -hmm. above most normal games. Or sorry, he said they're above normal for most games. Um, He said the gun sounds and impacts are convincing. And he said that that the game was short. So he liked that the game was short, which is kind of another slap in the face. Uh, Probably so painful to play. (laughs) Yeah, he he disliked enemy AI. He said it's practically non-existent. Uh, He said the sounds are terrible. So I guess he means sounds other than the gun sounds and impacts. Yeah, general sound effects. I yeah, guess. general sound effects are terrible. And he says multiplayer, including co-op, just feels tacked on as a selling point, uh, which is probably true. Um, shame he didn't enjoy Inversion that much. You know, It looked cool, but you know, it never looked like anything that you must play. Kyle Prawl reviewed Lego Batman 2, DC Superheroes. He gave it an 8.0. Kyle said that the most ambitious Le- it's the most ambitious Lego game to date. Uh, is an, it's an open-world delight that excels in its depths and the satisfaction that each new collectible brings. Lego Batman 2, DC Superheroes is well worth your time, even if, sometimes, if it sometimes shows the developers inexperience with the genre. He liked satisfying co-op, an open-world filled with stuff to find, charming story and humor, but disliked frustrating design choices, inconsistent partner AI, and no online co-op. Uh, no online co-op that sounds like a big miss for me one more Mike I know you're getting impatient um, Joseph <laughs> Joseph Fate reviewed Quantum Conundrum gave it an 8.0 he said Sweet. Quantum yeah he enjoyed that one he said Quantum Conundrum is the king of puzzles sadly some of the controls keep it from being the king of the genre which I thought was a clever uh, summary um, he liked fantastic puzzles he liked the dimensions that are all fun aesthetically and switching dimensions on the fly is satisfying apparently he disliked however the feel of platforming and even though the art style is fun uh, it can get repetitive so 8.0 quantum conundrum uh, made by square enix pick it up if you can joseph fate recommends it sweet i heard that was meant to be pretty good mm-hmm. well mike i mean I, I guess that's all the derailedness for listeners this episode do you got anything else uh no i think that's just about wraps it up all right then so uh, like i said uh, last part i kind of said this twice but anyway Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PSU.com. You can follow me at D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. That's Don Other. And PSU.com is P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M. Make sure to check out our forums. Uh, Our community has a lot of great members, such as yourselves, that not only enjoy the podcast, but enjoy, you know, just 
talking shop about PlayStation stuff. And make sure to follow, uh, like us on Facebook. Um, yeah. Just PlayStation Universe. Right now we're holding a crazy giveaway that if you like us, we can send you a game. But I talked about that in the last part. Um, very important, guys. We need your help. Please subscribe to us on iTunes if you want this podcast. Basically, if you want us to do more podcasts more fre- frequently, then you've got to help us out. Um, a few of you have already gone in and done it, but it only takes five minutes. If you want us to podcast, you know consistently every week at the same time we'd love to do it but the thing is it'd have the podcast just has to um get larger and grow uh yeah. naturally of course so we're asking you guys we implore you to please go to itunes subscribe to us review us uh be honest it'll just your reviews will help us climb uh the ladders of itunes and you know get us out there tell your friends about the podcast tell them to tell their friends and you know spread the I, word. i've heard that we we have an enjoyable show here apparently so yeah get it out there I think we do a bloody good job. Oh, bloody hell, mate. It's super good. I can't be that racist in the office. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Well, that's been episode 25. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great weekend. Take it easy.